So, Christina, um, I've told you the same as I told Brandon. Yep. Two truths and one lie. Now, mm-hmm. we've known each other for quite a while now, um, mm-hmm. but you told me you're making it hard for me. I've tried my best. So, hit me with them and we'll okay. see what I can do. <clears throat> Number one, and you might know part of this or whatever. My name was actually meant to be Talia, but Christina won in a hat draw. Two, I had a Russian oligarch son hire a translator for me to go to one of his villa parties. Three, (laughs) my granddad was basically an assassin, but we'll say special agent. Right. Was that good? Yeah. It's a bit better than Brandon's allergic to bananas. I was, I literally put so much effort. I'm going to have to ask you questions on them. Go for it. So the granddad. Yep. This is in Greece. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was an assassinator. In Germany. Oh, you've, you've answered that quick. So I think that's the Keep truth. Keep going with the questions. So I have thought of every way for your gun. The Russian oligarch's son. Yep. Where was this party? Bali. Now you've been to Bali and you've answered mm-hmm. that quick too. Yeah. Who pulled the name out of the hat? So it was my godmother and my grandma who wanted Talia, but my dad was Adam and Christina. So I don't actually know who pulled it. I just know it was like seven out of eight came as Christina. Now one of these is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't answer that one as quick, but it was a very good answer. You can keep asking. I'm so prepped. (laughs) (laughs) Um... What was the, so the Russian oligarch's son, Yeah. he did what? He hired a translator for me because it was a Russian party. Right. So if I wanted to go to the Russian party, I would have had a translator. No, I don't think that one's true. Is that your final answer? It's between that and the granddad being an assassinator, but you answered the fact that it wasn't in Greece, it was in Germany, yep. very quickly. Yeah. I think the easy option would have been if that was a lie, just to go, yeah, it was in Greece. Yeah. So I think that the Russian one is a lie. No, that's true. What? Yeah. Right, wait there, don't tell me. <laughs> so it must be, at, but now I'm doubting it because you answered the granddad one so quick. Talia. Just Talia. Talia. Talia, Talia is my grandma's name. But as the first child, mm-hmm. now usually it's male now, like your dad's called Chris. So, yeah, or... so Ephraim was supposed to be Yanis, but again, my parents were adamant on Ephraim. So it's usually like one of your grandparents' name. But I was obviously the favorite of my dad, so. So he called you after him. It was a little bit of a, a fight. I'm going to go with a granddad. Yeah? Yeah. That is the lie. Is it? Yeah. So how did you answer? So, so there must be some sort of story No, there is like someone. It. It's like, I don't think it's my great granddad. It might be like great, great granddad. But you know how it's compulsory in Greece for boys when they turn to 18? To go in the military, yeah. Yeah. He stayed put for a while. I'm pretty sure it was my great granddad. And then he somehow just fell into like, you know how there's like MI6, but a little bit shadier? So he got sent off to Germany to kind of, I don't know, like, I don't, I can't remember the full story. All I was like, he was borderline 
an assassin. An assassin. Yeah. Well, everyone keeps saying a special agent. I was like, okay. Assassin sounds better. In Germany? Yeah. So it is like... Mm, it's true. like a half truth. That's how you knew this to answer like, it quick. Yeah. So I was like, the only way I'm going to fool you is if like... It's there's a bit of truth, truth in yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. That is the only way because otherwise I'd ask you a question and you go... Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't about to stutter. <laughs> you were so So pressed. at least I won that one. That was good. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I got yeah. Brandon's, but I was never getting that. All three of them could have been very I true. I put detail in them. I was like, there's definitely gonna sound true <laughs> right so actually going off that um talking about your family just spoke about your dad mm-hmm. i want to go back to like life in greece yeah um i didn't know you at school no so i didn't know little shy christina um i, I knew of you always shy little like... christina at school was shy yeah i know but greek a greek christina. christina wasn't but <clears throat> obviously when i came here i came at a really awkward like what year did you come here? It was like borderline year seven, like end of year six, year seven. So like when I came over here, I was really outspoken in primary school, like in Greece, mm. super confident, whatever. But when I came here, I didn't know the language. So obviously like in my head, I knew what I wanted to say to people, but I couldn't communicate it. I didn't even know that you came in year seven. Yeah. It was like end of year six, start of year seven. And then prior to that, I had this like period where we would go for six months, come back, go again. But yeah, it was like, I was old enough where obviously everyone had friends and like the certain TV shows you watch here, like I couldn't relate. And then in Everyone's my head- Everyone's talking about things. Yeah, in my like, head I was, I was like, I could respond in perfect Greek, but <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And whatever I did say came out weird. Mm, broken so English. So obviously, yeah. So my, I became shy for years. You just like avoided talking. Yeah, until like I got better at English and I kind of figured it out. But like, yeah, the, the, the shy Christina, <laughs> you knew like, I wasn't always shy. I was more like what I am now. Yeah. But yeah obviously moving so and coming here six months going back you kind of didn't have a chance to fluently learn and then we moved around a lot so like we lived in wrexham and wales and then what yeah you said when the two truths one lie you was like you know so much about me i I don't know so many ways with two truths one lie but yeah Ephraim was born in wales in wrexham that's crazy yeah so we moved there first and then we kind of stayed there for a year. Then my dad got a better job in Milton Keynes. So we moved again for like another two years, maybe. And then we moved. I can't remember. Next. That was like a really weird part. <laughs> Somewhere like around here. But we were only there for like three or four months because my dad's a doctor and he got offered accommodation. And we went there and my mom didn't like it. So we moved again. Okay. And then Scunthorpe, where well, obviously we stayed put for a while. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Like going everywhere. And then they built the house and now we're in Cotton. You're there. So yeah, moved around a lot. So That's crazy. Bit, so if we go before you came to here, what hmm. was life like in Greece? Because when I was speaking to Brandon and I speak to a lot of people, it's kind of relatable that I can talk to them how their upbringing was because it's yeah. in England. Yeah. Even though there's some people like in poorer parts and... Yeah. Which parts? Greece is something that I would never be able to comprehend. It's a different, like, what's the word? Not just culture, like the social norms are different. So I remember growing up, 
obviously the whole my big fat greek wedding thing yeah we had a <laughs> massive family like yeah. literally every day we'd go to my aunties or i would see my cousins school's different so you go to school from like 9 a.m to 1 p.m brilliant and then you get home you sleep eat because we have a siesta and then dotted around town there's these like little apartments where it's actually classrooms for different subjects so if your parents wanted you to do extra science or extra french you just kind of go into town at like 6 p.m just to go for a one hour lesson what? yeah they're called protisteria they're like very expensive so if you do want your kid to do well you do have to like did you do them but yeah i did i did a few but I was also very nerdy in school, so I actually didn't need, I know that sounds like a little bit, <laughs> I didn't need as much help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously my, my dad to me is a genius, so he, he helped me out a lot. But yeah, that's what you would do, like go home, then go to school. And then after that, you'd either meet your cousins in town, because chances are, like, they were somewhere nearby doing another class, hmm. and then go home. So that's what I remember. So then obviously coming here very weird. different yeah and then we always had so much homework like i remember like in england or greece in greece till yeah. like nine like essays by and this was like in year five mind <laughs> you and i would i literally remember like writing two pieces of paper like for the next morning like stupid amounts and then when i came here close to no homework yeah you had like a weekly spelling test <laughs> I remember the math I learned in year three or four, I did in year six. Yeah. So all of a sudden, even though I couldn't speak English, you knew I was the really good at math. And like, I think that's why I kind of became nerdy. So I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously not socializing the best. So let me just stick to the school. Let work. me just stick to what I'm really good at. And it just kind of took over, obviously, because I'm quite an addictive personality. <laughs> But yeah, before that, I don't know. I definitely missed it. It wasn't like the nicest transition to go from like really social with family to all of a sudden not being able to talk or relate to kids your mm. age or like just struggle. I remember, I think my worst memory, and I remember this so well, like I could take you to that classroom and put you where I was sat and it was a spelling test. And she asked us to spell circle. <laughs> Right. Now, English has this really weird thing where you don't spell it. How, how it, it sounds, sounds, yeah. And I literally spelled circle S-I-R-K-L-E. And I remember when she, like, revealed the truth, but I felt so stupid. <laughs> I went from being, like, super smart in Greece yeah, to, yeah. like, literally, like, set five in spelling or English. Oh. And I was like, okay, this is... It wasn't, like... It wasn't traumatizing, but it... It made you feel shit. I did. Yeah. Really bad. But then it's okay. Maths pulled me through. But yeah, okay, it numbers, was, numbers are numbers. I like my numbers. <laughs> I'm such a data whore. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, the transition, like, <clears throat> I don't remember as a bad memory. Like, at all. But I remember not feeling great about it. I was really confused mm. for, like, a good two, three years. Because I was like, why have we moved? Why is it so different? Like, how do you pick up on it? It was just a really, I would say, awkward age to move. Everyone was born here. It was fine. But and you, then, yeah, different. Yeah. And then it was even worse at home because, not worse at home, but my mom was also learning English. So I actually knew more English than yeah. my mom because I went to classes in Greece. 
So even when I brought home homework, they don't know spelling test. She yeah. didn't know how to help me, and I was like, okay, like what is going on? It was just weird. It was a very like weird experience. So what about moving over here and not having any friends? That was hard too. Because I I've moved schools before. Like yeah. I in year seven moved yeah. to the school we went to. Yeah. Um, but luckily, obviously being from the same town. I went there and I, I knew people. So yeah. I got straight into a group. Yeah. Football. We all the football lads. I yeah. knew them. So it wasn't like, even That's though I was. Nice. I know. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as soon as I moved there, like, I went for a look around the school and I literally yeah. looked into a science window and I was like, oh, there's my friends. Yeah. Whereas you, you come here and not a single person. They've all got the little clicks. I know. Yeah. I reckon it was probably like the worst combination because we moved around a lot when I came here. I obviously didn't know English that well. I had braces, which was at school in English school. As I came in. Yeah. And I was obviously the Greek kid. Like I was the only... The Greek kid who loves I was, maths. I think I was the only student that wasn't English in my primary school that I remember. So then obviously that was like the perfect combination for <laughs> bullying. And I say this very lightly because it didn't affect me. Like yeah, I knew yeah. what was going on to me. I was like, okay, like this is just the change. Yeah. But yeah, it was really weird to like, just to find like a little gl- group to cling on where it wasn't going to be like, oh, okay, she's the one with braces. Oh. She's like the outside. Yeah, kind she's of thing. nerdy as well. Oh my God. It was like the whole combo of it. Thinking about it now, I wouldn't do it again. No, no. <laughs> but I suppose you're a kid, so you don't realize as much of it. Like I wasn't theoretically bullied in Greece. I was like, what? Like, what's wrong with my name? Like, no, it's just school, a Greek name. School you know is mean? horrible. And then braces, like, it was no biggie in Greece. You know, it was actually a good thing if your parents got you braces in Greece. Because it, it was like, your money. parents can afford braces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, so it was like such a, oh my God, you got braces. Oh like, no, here it's different. And here I was, I was like, what is going on? Like... It's like Ugly Betty over here. That's, I know. And that's I why like, it's became a thing. There was yeah. a TV show. Have you heard of Ugly Betty? Yeah, uh-huh. So the TV show, yeah. she got glasses and braces. That's when it became like a thing. And school just is nasty. Oh, It's a yeah. horrible place. It was an experience. And that's coming from like someone English who hasn't had to move. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> I it's saw bad. it. I was like, wow, okay. Like this is <laughs> I don't want to live different. here. <laughs> so it was like six months here. I was like, oh my God, okay. Another six months. And then six months in Greece was like the polar opposite. And to be fair, I think that helped. I feel like if we just clean cut, just moved straight away. And that was all I had to work with. Yeah, probably would have hit me a little bit harder. But because we were going back and forth, I was like, I don't think this is all it. Like, it's obviously, I don't, I didn't know it was, I was going to grow like out of it or it would have stopped. But I was like, okay, like maybe this is just an English thing. Mm. And that's what my parents said. Like, oh, it's just an English thing. Like, don't, <laughs> don't pay attention. I was like, you don't get it. Like I'm in school every single day. Like it don't feel right, but it was what it was. And it, yeah, just turned me shy. But that's a shame, isn't it? That this country's kind of made you. It was not yourself, for, not yourself at school though. It was, I don't know. I never, and I, I, I talk about it openly. Like it wasn't actually like a bad experience. Like I don't think 
about it as big as it sounds, I feel like maybe little me had a bit of an ego. Right. <laughs> like in the sense that I knew it, it like, it didn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was just like, maybe like a kid thing here. So I was like, as much as I didn't like it whilst it was going on, I was always like, oh, maybe it's just a year seven thing here. Like, and it didn't- See, English kids don't think like that. English kids- No, but I also had another perspective from back yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. And you kind of had six months here where it's like, oh, this is sh not shit, but this isn't as good as Greece. And then Greece is kind of like a six month holiday. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, back to normality. Yeah, so it was that. And I think my dad was really good at it. My dad's always been very like stoic. And I feel like I've spoken to you a lot mm. about being stoic. And whenever I'd like, there were times where I came home crying. And he would like sit me down. He's not like the most emotional, but he'll talk you through it. Kind of like why you're feeling like this. He's logical and he's got answers. Yeah. And yeah. like, lo and like the more he did that, the more like, I was just like, yeah, like it's just a bit of like, it's not. A it's not going to last. Like, yeah. You're good at math. You're a good student. <laughs> just keep at it. It'll stop. And my dad like fully reassured me. And I think that's why I'm so big on like being stoic now. Mm because of that it like just gets you through everything yeah. out yeah so big props to papa <laughs> big up papa, papa chris <laughs> <laughs> was he a doctor in greece yeah <clears throat> and he studied what what is because i you tell me all the time it's something to do with like maternity yeah so but he, what is it his first degree was as a tree surgeon so like right yeah <laughs> so like yeah, tree surgeon. I can't, I don't know too much about what they do and I'm not about to insult the <laughs> profession. And then my, he met my mom and my mom was like, the only jobs that work in Greece is lawyer or doctor. And his dad was a doctor, his granddad was a doctor. So she kind of like, I think she was working like two jobs so that they would have the money to put him through medicine. So then... He studied medicine. He became a doctor. I think he graduated literally a month before I was born. <laughs> and then he started working. And then, yeah, he does um, obs and gyne. He's, I, like, literally, I think I've said this, like, two or three times already. Like, an absolute genius in my mind. So he does cesareans now. He's got his own method of doing them. Where That's what like, it was, yeah. Yeah, where he's, like, he sews you up. But it's, like, literally, like, one swab of blood versus like losing one or two liters with yeah. a typical cesarean so in terms of like being good at your shit papa chris papa chris is like on another level and so. he's now doing talks and things yeah, he, about this new method yeah he i think he even got he got invited to japan i didn't tell you like for a full-time job and he what got, about this method yeah no just to they liked his method i can't remember what conference he like spoke to and then they like saw it they had it. they loved it you know they're like really advanced over there aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah in terms of like beauty treatments and like all around and they loved it and he got offered like literally a like a full-time job in japan. in japan yeah like really Moving well again. paid <laughs> yeah no and then there was like another one in dubai and i was like what is going on like i'm literally you put us here now i'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm settled yeah I'm settled and now you're gonna be upping to like mm. Japan I was like I can't do <laughs> I can't learn another language like that again but yeah he's yeah he's amazing at what he does I can't remember what you said to me you said to me a few weeks ago like um it was when I saw him at the petrol station 
and you said that he'd been somewhere and he and he looked tired and you were saying like no matter how tired he gets oh, he yeah. will always do something and you said that's why you will never moan about how much you've got on yeah because there's always time because yeah. your dad oh, literally Dad, will make me cry my dad yeah what is it he is i think he puts himself through so much stress so that my mom never had to work we had everything we needed and then like he's just so big on like in greece your parents are meant to pass stuff on to you a right. house land just something or like that's why a lot of kids do the same job as their parents because yeah, the business they've got them. yeah they've got the name in that town it's so easy like you're instantly yeah, yeah. trusted and obviously when we came here that all got wiped you know yeah they, the name doesn't mean as much here as it does in greece yeah, yeah. got here on a mortgage so like what how like what like pass yeah, one yeah. house on so he's worked so hard to try and rebuild everything that literally took 20 years to build there in like 10 years here and i've seen him i think there was one point when we were building the house because he wanted it to be cash he wanted it to be an asset not owe anything and i remember one time i saw him like sitting in his car and he looked so down but he came into the house like chirpy and like and he's doing that you for you never lot. know yeah and then when it all finished and he kind of relaxed a little bit he was like yeah there were times where i like as a grown man, he sat in his car and cried. Mm. I broke down like a baby. I was like, oh my God, like I knew he wasn't okay in the car. But no matter how tired he is, he'll always come home and just like, just be really happy. Like do silly shit with my mom. Like she'll, he'll start attacking her. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, private. I've seen the they things, They start yeah. wrestling in the <laughs> kitchen. I'm like, dude like you've literally just worked 24 hours straight and yeah. you're wrestling with my mum who's not like light with her like she'll <laughs> yank her she'll kick <laughs> but yeah he's always and I feel like I also want to be like that no matter how stressed I am and to be fair even now with everything that's going on I am knackered like I am actually exhausted but you look at him yeah okay. that's and then, your idol kind of thing yeah and then when i come home when it comes to like talking to mama or papa doing something like this i'll always try and like bring like a lot of energy and then i can crash in bed it's fine yeah. but that does stem a lot from seeing papa and how he goes about it every now and then he will be stressed at home but he has a difficult job you know one wrong mistake and a child is killed yeah, or a child dead, yeah. and a mother i can't even imagine that you know i deal with numbers there's no lives involved mm. but i really appreciate his like reasoning for it and always just being so chirpy like and like the sacrifices made for him his own well-being yeah he will never bring stress home yeah. he doesn't want us to see that and the same with my mom they're such a good unit like they'll never fight that is something they're adamant on. They might take like a space. Yeah, yeah, they have a space. <laughs> to think, but like I've never seen them argue. They're always just try and be super like happy at home. And I feel like a lot of my attitudes stem from that, like just from growing up in a home where they're just so positive all the time because they've struggled mm. and I know it now being grown up, but yeah, I you can never see it realized it growing up yeah that, that is what was going on like nothing was ever missing so 
I have to continue that because I know how well <laughs> that did for me. Yeah. So, yeah, he is. That's kind of a similar vibe to when, I think it's when, it was when Elon Musk, I found out like Elon Musk, and I know we vibe over Elon Musk. We love Elon Musk. Here we Musk. go. <laughs> when Elon Musk announced oh my God. he was doing the tunnel. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, you just made Tesla. Uh-huh. You're on about the neurochip. Yeah. You're doing the tunnel. That was a tunnel. You're doing the space. Yeah, we watched Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I was literally looking at him like, how does a man have that time? And I was thinking, I think at that time as well, I had, I think I was selling on Amazon. Yeah. And I had the prep center and I was like thinking about the clothing company. And then in my head, I was going, oh, my mum was saying to me like, you're not taking too much on. Yeah. I was looking after like the caravan booking, so people were messaging me. Was like, yeah, no, you're not taking too much yeah. on. And I was like, Elon Musk is sending people to space. Literally, He's yeah. moving people at the speed of light. Yeah. It's like, no, this isn't building too much. Building a tunnel like it's a casual. Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on Twitter, like, yeah, building a tunnel, yeah. fast as fuck. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Oh my god, Elon. So I feel like your dad is like a. A lower version of like Elon. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's not building tunnels. No, it's not building <laughs> tunnels. But in terms of like applying himself the best he can to everything yeah. he does, that's like the vibe. Oh yeah, Chris I, is on. I respect his worth ethic the most. Mm. I reckon if I was ever to pick one role model, including Elon Musk, is she dad? Papa would overtake it easily. That's cute. As fuck. Yeah, and hi papa <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite child Ephraim <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't say this uh, yeah oh would he hmm? would Ephraim agree would Ephraim 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 yeah oh yeah my dad openly says at home I am the favorite child uh, my parents aren't like that oh we don't have a favorite child you are that mom's at favorite is Ephraim we know it loud and, clear. and now you work together I know but I still it's fine you know He's still, he's just more emotional. My mom's an emotional being. Ephraim is. They you're you're the work person. Your dad's the work person. Yeah. My dad's very logic. I'm logic. We have the same name. It's literally Chris and Christina. <laughs> I look like him the most. Like, click. I know I asked for Christmas for a t-shirt that says, I am my papa's favorite. And he's just like, oh yeah, I will get you in. <laughs> I was like, is that what you need for me to prove it? And I was like, yeah. There's no debating. I need that t-shirt <laughs> if that ever like comes into question. But yeah, clear favorites. Well, we'll go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, little tangent. We'll go back to school. Um, when it comes to like year six, yeah. you, you was in England the year six. Mm-hmm. So did you do SATs here? Yeah. And then going into school, you then... In year nine, when you start to choose your options, was mm-hmm. you permanently in England then, or was it still yeah. six months, six permanently months? permanently in England. Yeah. So when it came to them choices, what was your kind of like career aspect? Was you going to follow your dad and do medicine? Medicine, yeah. Do medicine? medicine. I, mm-hmm, it's like, so, oh, I, know, I never want to say like you get brainwashed in Greece. No, I mean, in England you do as well. You uh, you kind of do get brainwashed in Greece. I think a lot of people struggle in Greece. And no matter what family, rich or poor, every single parent will always try to... They will struggle to pay for those extra classes so that their kid has a chance to either become a lawyer or a doctor. They're the two jobs that just work. I think there's a lot know? of countries that have that outlook. Yeah, a lot. So, like, growing up... It's not like, oh, I want to have a business or I want to 
just a random job like that you hear here like you get all sorts here in Greece every single kid wants to be a lawyer or a doctor and they study so hard to try and get it and I feel like because I was quite exposed to that I felt like do you know what to prove I'm a good student and a good daughter you, you have know, to do like that the as family well. name is like granddad my dad I was like I'm gonna do medicine I'm gonna carry the torch yeah and um it's a lot easier here. So in Greece, obviously, it's very competitive. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> knock it out. <laughs> Everyone's trying to do it. So all of a sudden, you've got like, say, like for one spot, it's something ridiculous, like 800 applicants or 1,000 applicants. Like it is so cutthroat. You have to get almost full marks in every single subject. It's not like here when you apply to union, you need one science. Yeah. I mean, here, to a person like me who's not gifted in intelligence... It's it's still hard for, like, yeah. for someone like me, but I get what you mean because someone like me, there's so many other options to oh, pick. Yeah. And they all work. Yeah, and they all yeah. work, yeah. whereas like only the select few would go for medicine and they yeah. probably get there because yeah. they're clever enough. True, true. But um, <clears throat> saying that it's a little bit easier here in Greece, the way you get into uni is you have an overall score. So you do every subject, history, French, geography, science, and then all those points are averaged out of like 20. So like for you to get into uni, every subject has like a range. So medicine, you need 19.5 to 20 uh. to get in. But it's the average of all subjects. It's uh. not, oh yeah, if you're good at science, you're fine. Yeah, if you're good at the main thing. Yeah, which is what it's kind of like here. And I was like, <laughs> okay, it's fine. Like I don't care so much for geography or whatever. But then you have to do well in every single one. So all of a sudden your parents are paying like history classes thousands <laughs> it literally costs thousands a month for them to do all those and it's the average so then if you don't get that it's like if you want to become a teacher it's like 16 to 18 so mm. it depends your career then becomes where you fall okay on that scale it's not so much okay you, choose. you want to be a history teacher and you were great at history but do you fall under that range? So like a So lot even of, if you want to be a history teacher, if you, you haven't if you haven't got the average in science and maths and no. subjects that mean nothing to history teachers, no. you can't get that in. Is it. It. <laughs> it's so cutthroat and it's so stressful. So obviously when I came here I was like, Oh my god, I can like prove myself. Yeah, and yeah. it's easier. It's so much easier. And I was like, Yeah. So like for a, <clears throat> a long while I did really want to do it. Until college. And then <coughs> sorry and then i got depressed in college i need water so i've got a cough you get your water <coughs> i'm not emotional or anything the double espressos haven't quite worked i know it just hit the back of my throat so in college <clears throat> i was trying so hard to do everything to then get into medicine i like it's not even like a joking like oh yeah i just felt depressed i was actually depressed yeah. like i lost weight i was agitated at home I was literally like pretty secluded at my desk, just trying to like, just get the grades. And then- Did you have a group at that point, like a click? Oh yeah, my nerdy ones. And I feel like you know a little bit about this. I was in like physics society yeah, at yeah. lunchtime. All my friends were nerdy. Like our lunches, we weren't like outside in John Legger, like playing ping pong. We were doing past papers <laughs> at lunch. And to me, I was like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah, like, most people would piss about on I lunch. know. I was like, they relate. They get it. And then like 
at lunch times we would pick like extra hard questions and like we would all That's like thrill. brainstorm <laughs> and then the teacher was there too and like we'd put like we'd all go up in turns and write on the board like solutions <laughs> then when we all got it we were like oh my god we're geniuses like get us into like physics olympiads or something like it was it was fun for me because i that was your kind I'm of people still nerdy yeah yeah, yeah. That was your people but at that time i was like this is great this is like working in my favor but it's also helping me get into medicine but i was also depressed yeah. not for any just like, the, pr social... the pressure the yeah. pressure of work yeah and i think towards the end i realized i really didn't want to do it but because of telling everyone in my family i'm going for it I was getting the grades. It was all looking so good to then turn around and say, you know what? Actually, there's so many other things I can do here that will work. I don't want to do this. I was petrified. And I think that's what kind of like ate at me and made me feel so a lot did you, worse. So did you have that feeling? I'm going to relate this to me at university. Mm. So I was doing at university a subject that my granddad wanted me to do. Yeah. And then I <laughs> remember environmental health. I didn't know that. And I was the first in my family to go to university. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I didn't know that either. So I Two also one I know. <laughs> Give me one more. <laughs> I also had that pressure of like <clears throat> your family wanting you to do something. Yeah. But I suppose yours is like whoosh, because it's not I just I it up in my head a lot. And not just that, but yeah. it's a family tradition. Yeah. And my oh, granddad yeah. just said, Oh, I think you should do environmental health. Whereas yours is like your granddad. Your yeah. dad. And now you like come over to this country. You're clever enough for one. Yeah. So it's not like I had every reason yeah, to do it. To do it, and you could yeah, do it. I know. So was you thinking it for a while? Like I don't think this is for me. But then just sat on it and didn't tell them. I didn't tell them up until it got to uni applications. So you sat on it through college, thinking yeah. I don't think this is for me. So I I I think I was trying to figure out the best way to tell them. There, there isn't one there isn't and the best thing i came up with was like follow it through get an offer for uni prove that you can, you can do get it. in and then what i did was half my applications were for medicine did the whole interview thing i got i can't remember what it's called where like you're literally just waiting for grades like when um, you're accepted but yeah, like it's... it's like a pending offer what is it I know <laughs> it was so many years ago. It's so like, you get um, a conditional offer. Yeah, yeah. So I got a conditional offer for Manchester. And I was like, well, this is great. Like, I've done it. And then I didn't tell anyone. Like, not even my friends, not even my mum. I just put the most random, like, I think I went onto like the UCAS website or something. And I applied for business. I think at the time <laughs> I was selling shoes, right? There was a oh, website okay. that like had really discounted Kurt Geiger shoes. It was like from like 120 down to 20 quid. And then I also had like a 20% student cut. I thought I was onto something massive. I was <laughs> like, oh my God. So I started selling one like Depop and eBay and I really liked it. So then I was like, okay, what does this kind of fall under? I was like, yeah, business. Yeah. I know business is like that one subject where it's like when you don't know what to do but you want to go to uni, as bad as it sounds. It is, yeah. You go for business. It's because you don't... At business, you can piss about because yeah. in theory, you don't... And mm. I had this conversation with Brandon. Mm. You don't learn anything 
about actually running a business at uni. No. <laughs> so you go there and then you can come out and go, I got a business degree. Yeah. But you don't But it doesn't business. mean anything. Yeah. So obviously that wasn't my best yeah. count. Like, but you wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't. I was like, you I actually thinking, really I want like business. this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe this is going to be, because up until that point, all my studying was science, maths. Mm. So I was like, business surely teaches you more about what yeah. this thing is. <laughs> so I did that and then results came in, got what I needed. For medical. Uh-huh. And then it was like, I can't remember if you go online and confirm your yeah, yeah, you do, or yeah. something. Yeah. And that morning was hard. I went online and I accepted the business one. And then my mom walks up the stairs. And obviously it's like the proudest day as a parent, like what you get, you're accepted, whatever. I was about to be sick. I told her, <clears throat> oh, I got the A's, I got, I can accept my offer. And she was like, I'm like, okay, so where are you going? And I was like, I'm not The thing is like that. for an English parent, it's the proudest moment ever. Mm-hmm. For a Greek parent who has like moved over here paid so much money I literally in Greece them in the face, basically. yeah yeah that yeah. and the, like, a lot of parents <coughs> come from somewhere to England mm-hmm. they pay so much money for education for their I child know. and I feel like luckily <laughs> luckily our our generation yeah. we can rebel against it whereas yeah. like for generations that hasn't happened yeah so how, how was so, how was mother <clears throat> I told my mum and then she didn't speak to me for three months flat out she was really? so disappointed Half my family were like, too far, I'm still iffy with them. Because it was like, all your cousins <laughs> were putting thousands into their education to get the same chance. And you've just you gone. You just had, you've literally got it and you're just throwing it away. Yeah. In my head at that moment, I was like, it wasn't processed how I thought it was going to be processed. I thought like, oh, she actually did it. She got in. Yeah. So she's smart enough. I thought it would prove something or lessen the blow. It did the opposite. Yeah, it made it, it worse. was literally like a big slap in the face. So obviously my mom took it really bad. We've talked about it. We're good about it now. But for a good two years whilst I was at uni, I could just tell. It was like all the pressure that kind of like fell onto me then fell onto my brother. Yeah. And, and now to... if... And it's not, it's not good that it's like this, but it's the truth. Mm. Is that... Is Ephraim doing medicine? He's doing microbiology. And then I think he's going to like change over to medicine or stick to it. I'm not too sure. He's figuring it out. It's a little bit easier for him now because I feel like I did the massive slaps. So I was like... about to say, I, I hope... I hope that it's like kind of changed now that if Ephraim chooses something else. The same thing is happening, I feel like, to Ephraim. Every time. But I feel like it's it's going to be worse. And I don't want Ephraim to think it's going to be worse. But no. I think it will just because now that's kind of the last chance to be. Yeah, I don't think they're as fussed now. No. I feel like. I mean, they've seen the success of you, so. I know, so I feel like that's kind of, which sucks because I was like, why did I have to go through it? And yeah. Then, but I'm glad it's not as intense. Obviously, Ephraim's a little bit more, like, he's, I'm a little bit colder to emotions. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I can take a little bit more without, like, it hurting. Yeah, yeah. But I also know how bad it feels for that. Um, 
So you but, hope it doesn't repeat itself. No, but I can see him putting the same pressure on himself. He's studying I mean, the, the pressure's going to be there regardless. Yeah, he's studying really hard. He hears a lot from his cousins, like, I'm really trying, I'm doing this. And, like, I think he appreciates the chances he has here and he wants to. And now I said to him, like, if you really want to, like, it's a great path for you. It's real, like, it really is. But in my mind, I was like, you do five years at uni, too practical, then you have it's to long. do like specializing and like three or four. I was like, by the time I graduate and actually earn something, I'll be 30 years old. Yeah, literally. Like, I've got friends who my age now, which is 26, and he's still on placement. Yeah. And like I would have finished uni, <clears throat> I think like three, four years ago if yeah. I stayed on. I just couldn't justify it. The debt and the, and the money. yeah, And the time. I think it was like, fair enough, the debt, if you're going to get a well-paid job. Yeah, yeah. But I could finish in three years <laughs> and start earning versus like ten years, eight to ten, and I was like, no, nah, I can't. Like, lit- I just freaked out. <laughs> as bad as it felt, and like as horrible as like it got received, <laughs> yeah, by some family members, I was also very relieved when I was like, okay, mm. I'm not doing this. So it sucked real bad, but. I was so relieved. So you don't regret it? No, not at all. I was so happy. I was like, okay, now you've got a lot to prove. Yeah, it changes the point to prove then, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you had a point to prove with medicine Mm -hmm. that you could get the grade, you can get the offer. Yeah. Now you've got to prove that... I can earn. You can earn. Yeah, and I think that's what got me really motivated when it came to actually, like... With everything, freelancing, whatever I've done, I was like, look, you've got eyeballs on you right now. If you flop, everyone's going to be like, I told you so. The whole family, And there is nothing (laughs) I hate more than not being wrong, but... Someone saying, I told you so. Yeah, because I'm trying to make my own decisions based on what I want to do and what's best for me. So to then flop and then give that person... The satisfaction of knowing yeah. they were right. I was like, this is not going to happen. So as bad as it was, in terms of like building a backbone, yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, and I suppose if you can do that, if you can tell Greek parents that you're not doing medicine, I think you can do pretty much anything. I know, but you know what? It's still, whenever I go back and we maybe talk to like family friends that are older, it's still the same, like, oh, but will you ever switch back? And I'm like, please, can we just not? Just give up. Just leave it. Like, I'm fine. I'm doing well. Like, leave it be. And I have some more distant cousins now that are like, oh, I'd love to do what you do. And it's I suppose like, the younger generations can <clears throat> use you now to look up to, whereas the older generations is the opposite. Yeah, but it still doesn't get received very well. <laughs> no. I've had like, not like first cousins, but like second or third ones where they're like, oh, like, what did you do? How did you get into it? And I explained and I was like, it's not as hard as you think. Like there's online courses for everything. And you just got to have the bollocks. Yeah, yeah. you got to be a bit cocky <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta. to get into it. But then it's kind of like, They'll maybe like go off and discuss it with their parents and then they go quiet about it. And they're like, oh, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure as a Greek kid when you know your parents are putting so much money into getting you into a good place. It's so hot. Like if I was in Greece, I probably wouldn't have done it. If I saw the struggle, I would have stuck it out. Yeah. And I feel like that in itself, like probably says a lot. And I get it because you're in Greece and you have to make it work. Like... Greek kids support their parents when they're older. 
So like they put money into you to then hopefully recoup it yeah. later on when, with care well, and things recoup, like that. No, not recoup. Like, no, but like I care. I bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this in you. I want my interest. But yeah, it's like... And the care later on. So they don't have to worry yeah. when they're like, later on. Yeah. So it's, I get it. And I hope some of them are cocky enough to do it. But you, you do have to be cocky. Like those like two, three years... I like they've almost like blanked out of my memory just because like you know it's your parents it's your family you expect support so for them to like borderline shun you you're like oh my god this is like you feel seven again you're alone yeah and like I love my mum to bits and we've we've spoken about this a lot but she knows it sucked when she didn't talk to me yeah she literally like she came in the room i told her my results and she just walked off she didn't even say well done for my grades it was just oh and walked off and that was like for a good two three months that was it i had to like sort out my own accommodation at uni like a lot of the stuff that usually your parents help you with it just wasn't it so it was you know backbone building that's why like, I refer yeah, to yeah. it now. It was definitely back then. But it sucked. So was your dad at work during this time? So he was away? So yeah, he was away. And I was worried the most about telling him. I was going to say, was you more worried about your mm-hmm. mom or your dad? But he was the most surprising. I think because in Greece, you become a doctor, you have your own practice. And it's like, you make a lot of money because it's private. Here, you work through the NHS. In NHS? <laughs> NHS. Yeah, yeah. So he knows that like, it's not the same as in Greece. It's not all the hype. It's long hours, stressful. You're not, the pay doesn't equate the stress. Mm. Like, so he was actually relieved that I didn't. Oh. And he was super supportive. And like thank god because i think if my dad didn't talk to me too then obviously because we're so alike then yeah i probably would have crumbled a yeah. lot harder but literally i think we had like a phone call where it was just me and him and he was so supportive about it he said what i think i want i needed to hear where it was like as long as you're happy like i'll support it and i was like oh, like i cried obviously there's a yeah. lot of crying in like this backstory yeah but i was so surprised and I think a lot of him, the fact that I think my mom took it very emotionally, like her. Hurt, yeah. Whereas my dad, like, yeah, there was a pause initially, but I feel like he ran it through. It goes, back, it goes back to him, like, putting on that face for you. Yeah. Like, the same way he'd have a hard day at work, he'd come yeah. in and he'd be happy, Chris. Yeah, and I feel... He kind of maybe hurt, but he thought, for my daughter's sake, like, whatever maybe, is best for her. Maybe. And I've actually, like sat and thought about it if like he did put on a bit of a face for me or not but i do know him growing up being the middle child he was kind of like overlooked like no one expected him to be the doctor doctor. and to do well so i feel like i don't know maybe that in some weird way he felt he felt felt you yeah yeah i'm gonna go with that he was supportive it helped me through again Chris. Big up Papa Chris. The favorite. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was probably like one of the only ones that was 
supportive, which was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was what it was. I can't. That's a shame. But you went on to do uni at business, uh, uh-huh. business at uni. Yeah. Um, where did you go? Derby. Derby. That's mm-hmm. quite far away. When I picked what I was doing. Did you not know England? <laughs> and where I was going. Honest to God, Derby was the first option that came onto UCAS. Like, I think <clears throat> part of me thought I'm going to apply, but I'm not going to follow through. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get the place. It's just there. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the place and I'll be like, it'll always be nice to know I had that option. So I feel like when I applied, I was like, okay, whatever pops up. Derby happened to pop up. There was no logical reason <laughs> that I applied to Derby. <laughs> and then obviously they gave me like an unconditional offer. And then I just took it. And then honest to God, I had to Google where Derby was because I had no <laughs> idea. It wasn't like a very well orchestrated plan, but it was... It, it was Derby. <laughs> I went to Derby. Part of me thought, oh my God, it would have been nice to go to a bigger city. Mm-hmm. But it it was the choice I made. I had to stick it out. It was the, that whole, okay, this is what I picked. So did you Make know anyone? Work. Did you know anyone at Derby? No. So you put yourself in a position That again. wasn't a big thing though, because I was used to moving. That's true, So it yeah. wasn't, it really wasn't a big deal. No. And at that point I was a lot more social. Kind of like, I'll talk to a stranger and it's like, we're besties. I know you will, yeah. I know. I love my strangers. I've got so much blind trust. I swear it's going to kill me and go on my gravestone when I'm older. But then, did you finish uni? Mm -hmm. You did? I did. Because you went traveling then. Yeah. We're going to move on to the traveling because I feel like that's okay. a big, big part of your life. Mahusive. And we'll go on to why yeah. as well as a big part of your life later on. But So you finished uni and you had your business degree. Mm-hmm. What was before the traveling thought? Yeah. What was the thought then? Was it still these Kurt Geiger discounted shoes? Oh, no. So I think first year of uni, I did an internship and that was in digital marketing. <clears throat> and then... Uh. I kind of started, I think it was in particular in affiliate marketing. At the time I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like if you're an affiliate or you're the publisher, the internship like was kind of like the middleman kind of role for it. So it gave me like a really good idea of all of it. So I stuck with that. It didn't lead to much, Yeah. but it was like a good, like. I suppose as well, it showed you, I don't want to say like, Greece is closed-minded, but yeah, it showed you it a com. You I don't want to. I don't want to say. No, it. it's fine. It's not offended. But like, it showed you one tiny little niche that is possible yeah. like, in this country, kind of thing. Yeah. Something like you may have come here and not even known what affiliate marketing no is. No idea. No, there's like clip. I've not. I don't want to like put a dig on Greece because I. No, love no, because Greece, Greece is class. I, I love the culture. I just. I think for my personality, it just wasn't yeah, a yeah. good. Like some things I didn't agree with, perspective, yeah. but just for the record. We both love I love Greece. my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's just talking about what we went through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did the the internship. I loved it. It was a great little team. I was earning money as a student. I was like, oh my God, take that parents. <laughs> like I'm earning something. Um, and then I think I had some like part-time jobs throughout uni i think i was still figuring a lot of stuff out yeah um and then it got towards the end of uni and we started going to you know those events where you go and like there's loads of graduate job stalls 
I mean, I wouldn't know because I oh, quit. Sorry. I, I <laughs> quit so uni. Uh, I didn't well, finish uni, Christina. Let me tell you something about oh, English. Tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, English uni. So, like, at, towards the end, there's like, it's not a conference. It's like, you go. A hall where yeah, people come and try to sell yeah, you their company. Yeah. So, I think it was, I can't remember where it was. I feel like it was near Manny, and it was like, Aldi, TK Maxx, like big brands that are just looking to get graduates yeah. right as they finish. So we were walking around and like you get to speak to them. There was this whole thing about like getting a golden ticket. So like if one of the employers really liked you, you didn't know who had the golden ticket. But it basically means you skipped loads of stages in the interview stage. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember I was talking to like one from like TK Maxx. And like, it was the smallest convert. She had the same Swarovski necklace I had. And I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> I was like, I've got the ring. She was like, I love it. I was like, same. And then I was just telling her some stupid stuff about, I go into TK Maxx and I buy all this random stuff. And she gave me a golden ticket. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, this is now an option. And I was so proud of it. And then I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, it's an option but I'm gonna be at a desk nine to five. And all of a sudden I realized, I don't know, I just didn't take it. I, and I know you now and that's like a life you fear. I, like petrified. I didn't yeah. know I feared it until like I got on the phone. I was like, I got this golden ticket. What do I do with it? And she was like, yeah, you just have to come in for an interview um, for like a one-to-one. -one. So you skip the Zoom ones like you don't have to send your CV. And <clears throat> I think I read the description for the job and it was literally like a little outside of London, nine to five, some weekends. I was like, really? Like I'm gonna finish uni, move away and just be, I looked at the building from street view and I was like, is that really like where I'm gonna be spending 40 hours a week? Which is a crazy like ideology because you'd think yeah looking at it from the outside point of view that that's your i've done it i've proven it mm. to the parents yeah it was literally the same <laughs> as medicine i was like oh no. no 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 this one isn't it either <laughs> and um and then like other weird stuff started going on in my mind like am i gonna like the people i'm with like are they gonna be like as close-minded i just freaked out um and i think that was like at the start of the year by this point it was the first time I traveled to Bali. So like, I think it was June of the last year. So I still had, no, it wasn't June. May, I wanna say, I still had like a month of uni left. Oh, I literally can't remember. But the month before everything officially finished, I'd booked with two of my guy friends to go to Bali for a mm. month. And this was the first time I traveled anywhere outside of europe like maybe we did little family holidays somewhere but this was like full-blown across the world on my own like funding it on my own and i was like okay like let's just not freak out about this graduate <laughs> job let's just go and i went and then <clears throat> it was like i was high or something i don't know it was like seeing a new culture seeing like I think 
can't remember. There's like two religions. It's like Muslim and like a bit of Buddha, Buddhism, mm. whatever. And I was experiencing all this stuff. And then I would see people working from the laptop. And this is where it all stemmed. Like we'd be our little boss and would work on the laptop. And then they would shut the laptop, put it in the locker, go surfing, and then come back and do it. And in my mind, I was like, what is this guy doing? that I need to do <laughs> to like not go to TK Maxx. Not because, go to that building. Yeah, and I was like, when you put two and two together, I was like, that looks shit. That this looks, looks amazing. Good. And that's how I found out about Upwork and freelancing and what you could do. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, am I about to like make another like <laughs> big U-turn? <laughs> So I started panicking again because I was like, now I'm going to have to explain to my parents that, you know, I'm the not regular doing business. job where it's secure and stable. Yeah, I'm going to no. go to the one where like little projects, like it was just, I could just see it all happening again. And I was like, oh my God, fuck it. Like I'm having a great time here. So Bali finished and I got back. I was still writing like essays in the library because there was like some deadlines left. Yeah. And I remember like, I signed up to Upwork. <laughs> I was still like working partly at All Saints. But I remember this one time I was sat in the library. Library. I was meant to be doing an essay, but I started doing like a Google Academy um, course. Because I was looking at jobs I could do freelancing and kind of like what they looked for. And like they had these different certifications that they wanted you to have and one i kept seeing most was like one of the google ones i was like oh i'll just do that stick it on my profile wish me luck might work <laughs> and then a month goes by i wasn't really like i didn't know how to write proposal mm. and then because obviously i had no experience and i was writing that down i was like i've got a google ad certificate but i don't have any experience <laughs> and then it was getting closer to the grad jobs so i was like this is where like my imposter syndrome really like kicks in i embezzled that proposal like there was no tomorrow <laughs> like i sound really bad and i feel like if any of my bad class i did lie in my proposal saying yeah, i, I mean, had you have to yeah i just it up something. i was like the only thing that i'm competing with right now with other freelancers is we have the same price Experience. The only thing they have above me is experience and I can learn it and like it's not you can do anything in Google. I'll, if you look at my Google search history over the past five years, <laughs> there's some stuff in there that is like makes me sound very questionable. <laughs> but I did and then I got my first client and then it was like, oh my God, let's actually prove to him I can do this. And I did. And I was like, oh my God, like this is working. And then I got another job. And then I just felt a lot safer about it. So I quit All Saints. And then it got to that summer where it was time to accept graduate roles. And I didn't. So I obviously... I suppose before the graduate jobs came up, you had the security in the back of your head of you can try something without mm. harming yeah. the other thing. Whereas before, you had you either go and do medicine or yeah. you don't. Whereas this yeah. is kind of, you can try Upwork. Yeah. If it don't work, you can accept a grad job later on. It just wasn't also the best route because I did have to fit. I did have to pop her. My bae. Because obviously you move back home and your parents are now asking you, right, you picked this. 
and I, what job are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I'm still waiting for like offers to come through, which was a fib because I was just buying You'd time. You'd time to do the upwork. Yeah. Thing. And then I feel like I was feeling stressed out at home. And in my head, I was like, when was the last time I didn't feel stressed? And I was traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so it just quickly turned into like, I'll travel on a budget and figure it out. And that is quite literally what I did for the first year of uni. It was like going to Australia for a bit, going to like different places in Europe, budget. Like when I mean budget, it was budget. But I was working the same time. It wasn't like super consistent work, but I was building a portfolio. You was getting the experience you yeah, needed. Yeah, and I could start raising my price. And then slowly by the end of that year, I was way more stable. And then I let my parents know because they were like, you're traveling. And obviously we're not funding it. So what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So it kind of started working. They still weren't like keen on it because it's not classed as a real job. No, no. Fair enough. That's like a an older generation thing as well. Mm. Like the younger generation's jobs aren't real jobs. No, no, no one. Even in Greece, I was trying to explain what I was doing. And then obviously I got the weirdest projects from it. I think... I remember you telling me about one of them. What? The, the vibrator no. brand? No, was it Tattoo? Tattoo? Not Tattoo. Uh, insects or reptiles. Oh my God, yeah. What I mean, I don't want to out any brands. No, 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 no. Oh, that, to be fair, there was loads. I think that one was like really shady. I don't think I did that one. Reptile. That's what you told me there was one. Reptile. Might not have been reptiles, but I swear it was like I've got like spiders in my head, or I don't know. I don't, I don't know think either. so. Not insects, <laughs> but I've definitely had some weird jobs. I think like one was like I was doing some legend for the speaker who like goes around all the states, like trying to convince big companies to allow their employees to microdose for the benefits. So that was an interesting one. And then I worked for a vibrator brand, trying to convince people to pose with a vibrator next to their face. So like, I did not tell my parents because freelancing brings on the weirdest jobs. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is one thing I discovered. Yeah. Like, any weird opportunity, like my CV looks like an absolute joke. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of like ruled myself out of a normal, normal job, job now because yeah. they're gonna look at my CV and be like, oh my gosh, she was drunk when she wrote this. <laughs> vibrator microdosing, like what is this girl on about but i forgot what the question was there wasn't one. Oh, it was just like the weirdest jobs that yeah you've had i just had a bunch of you now had the experience yeah so <clears throat> and throughout it i tried to keep doing more courses learning more because that's also really important to get on like the top level everything changes socials tiktok comes into play Ads have new features. It's like triple well all over again. It's like everything changes every fortnight. Yeah, yeah. So like if you're not staying on yourself. it, you're not going to be like the top. And I remember my nerdiness came into it. I was like, oh my God, I can easily get clients. And I can start upping my prices if I do more courses. So then it became a challenge of like, I remember I used to love getting awards in secondary school. Like it was my thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you remember me. I had five like was it they weren't prefect badges they merit merit badges 
I got one every year <laughs> and it was like the best little reward for me. So then Upwork had badges. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, shit, <laughs> this is great. And I remember like trying to work up to the to the badges. I was like, if I get this top badge and I show it to my mum, I'd be like, look. Isn't it like a 1% badge or something? Is that what yeah, it's called? I had that, the yeah. expert vetted badge. Yeah. But you have like an interview, you become top rated and then you become expert vetted. And I remember like expert, like top 1%, there's like 17 million freelancers yeah. on Upwork. So to be like in the top 1%, it's not like you're the best in the company. You're the best out of all these freelancers worldwide. And I was like, that has got to prove something, like surely. And I remember I got it and she was like, oh yeah, that's nice. And I was like, oh, it's not her God. world though, is it? It's not. But then by that point, I realized it didn't really matter. Like I was so happy with what I was doing. Cause I'm really like an experience. Well, I feel like this past year I've kind of switched. Yeah, we'll go on to that. I was really like, I just valued the experience over the money. Like mm. I loved budget traveling. I didn't care that I didn't have a lot coming in, but I was like, I feel so relaxed. And I got to see like other perspectives and like what happens in Greece. There's a different version of it in Italy yeah in France like it just made everything feel a lot better for me and then I got to appreciate like all the perspectives so like now I like borderline don't judge anything you yeah, could you come so to me with yeah. anything and I'm like oh my god yeah like tell me more and I'm so intrigued and I think that is one thing I valued most about traveling it, it got really addictive like talking to different people who like did different jobs or didn't, all locals. And I loved it. And I did a lot of it. And I'm so happy that I did because I feel like I've matured 20 years in the space of like two years of traveling. And I don't know, it was just, I would think I was so happy because it felt like that shitty decision I made where I was panicking. It's paid off. Yeah. And like, if there's one thing I got from it is like any decision I make, I now have like full trust in myself. It might mess up, but I've done it enough yeah, times yeah. where like it's worked out and I'm like, I've got this. Don't need that much validation from family. Yeah, yeah. So like backbone and self-trust, massive tick. You got it. So if there was anything I would recommend about traveling and I feel like I rave on about this to you all yeah. the time, just go yeah. like you won't understand how much you'll get from it until you go because i got it and now i'm like everyone needs to get it <laughs> <laughs> not just me so traveling i feel like you've obviously tried drilling to me about going traveling mm -hmm. um at some point i will but i want you to give me like your experience so i don't have to do it right now so either mad shit you've done or cool shit you've done I mean, you've been Bali and I've I've seen shit on Bali and Bali's crazy. It's really weird, you know, because I love being out of my comfort zone. So when I go somewhere, everything I do is a little bit wacko. So like when you ask me to pick one, it's really hard to because I do a lot of random stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I'm abroad and like... I think for ones that stick out. Oh my God. Might need like a thinking minute. 
Even that Russian oligarch one I told you. I feel like the random. Oh, yeah, that was true. Yeah, I feel like the <laughs> randomest stuff happens to me. I don't know whether it's like... But it's just normal over there, isn't it? I just feel like it's become normal. Like, yeah. I meet like the weirdest people. Like, I remember when we were in Australia, we got... It was... um There was a group of us and me and G were like... We were dancing. Obviously, it was Halloween. We had a nice costume on. We got invited to like this VIP area. And it was like... um I think they were from like Saudi Arabia. So we went in. They were so lovely. And um, they gave us drinks and then they were like, oh, we're going to go back. They promised you want to just like come back and chill. Now, I know that sounds like, you know, just be careful. Yeah, but over there, you just open minded. Yeah, and we went, we found out they were like Saudi princes. And I was like, I wouldn't have even known. (laughs) And like, there's a video of me with them on my on my private where I'm dancing and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that was before I even realized, or it was the the Russian one. I got approached by like a group of Russians when I was in Savaya in Bali. I mean, you look a little bit Russian. I do have Russian in me. Uh, that so it was that, but I remember I got tapped on the shoulder. It was a group of them and they all asked for my Instagram. So I gave my Instagram and um, they're like, oh, we have villa party. We have, you want to come? And I was like, okay, there's like a group of us. Can we all come? Yeah. And he was like, we'll message you details. And then later on that night, I get a message and it was from like, I'm pretty sure it's dark money. Like it all looked dark money. And he was like, you want to come villa? I'll get you translator. <laughs> and like, it was like, oh, Russian. I was like, oh my God. Okay. And, like, we bumped into the same Russians in one of, like, the Gilly Islands. So, mind you, this is, like, locked down. And Gilly Islands are small. You can cycle around them in, like, less than an hour. Hmm. And they just happened to be there at the same time. And they'd rented, like, half the island. They bought crates. I know it sounds very stereotypical. Of vodka. I know. Don't at me. They brought ballerinas. They brought python snakes. They They're had doing lasers. They're doing they were all like in all white i was like something dark's going on here i want to be part of it (laughs) i don't care i won't ask questions i don't judge (laughs) that's something over there isn't it you just don't ask questions no you just no but you experience it the coolest people um which is one thing i loved about traveling there's like certain hub spots for freelancers bali will always have a special place in my heart Everyone knows this. I mean, we had this conversation when we met up the other week and you mm. literally said like, because in our world, obviously yeah. your world's a little bit different to mine, but we're both business owners. You can at times feel real lonely. Oh yeah. Especially definitely. in the closed-minded Scunthorpe. It's not as closed-minded <clears> now, <throat> but it, it's still quite closed-minded. And then you go over there and you're surrounded by people who just do not give a fuck and they have an abundance of knowledge in subjects yeah. that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. You just like, like you was trying to sell crazy. it to me so much, you would but I just can't it. do hostels. I can't it. do I hostels. Take no, you don't have to. I do need hostels. like a, a nice hotel bed like and a shower. Villa, two bedrooms, pool, three hundred a month. Yeah, Tell me what cost you like get four quid. <laughs> like it's not even a question, but it is true. Like I swear, Bali, as much as it is like such a cheap little island is like every single industry expert is there Mm. i'm a girl who like can automate your crypto trading but like no bs like i've seen it 
you know, like there's loads of scams about. She ran me through. Still want to do it. But <laughs> like she knew her stuff. And then there was, I met, I, I smashed my iPhone, right? I think you told me this. On my moped. I went onto Facebook Marketplace, iPhone 12, 800 pounds. It was more than I wanted to, whatever. Met this guy, Austin, sat down. He was the one that explained Web3 to me. I feel like I paid for a lecture and I got a photo as a gift, right? <laughs> and he was explaining like NFTs and how they work. And I was asking all these questions and he was like, it's still, this was when it was still like quite a new thing. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everyone's kind of knows a bit about NFTs and Web3 now, but he was like at that point where I had no clue. I hadn't seen it go viral or whatever yeah, yeah. anywhere else. And he was telling me all this about like how people market on it, the value of it. And I was like, what? I thought I was pretty like into my industry. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he's just telling me about a whole new web. And I was like, shit. Okay. Well, over there, shit becomes like known in the little clicks before it comes to like the mainstream oh, yeah. like me. He was building it. Yeah. He had already made his own NFT. He was like, I got a thousand images made, sold them for like, what was it like 0.2 Ethereum each, made like, what was it? Like a hundred grand. And I was like, mm, you want to <laughs> yes, tell please. me how to do it? <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like, if you ever want to go somewhere and you really don't know what you want to do or you do, but you want people to like bounce off, brainstorm, Bali. You can like find yourself. Let's not get like all hippy dippy with it. But, yes, but yeah. you can. <laughs> but it is the place where like I found the most like learned people. Because that was another thing I started struggling with. I love what I do. I like to do it as best as I can. But like I get to talk to you, and I feel like this is why we're like we get along we're so besties. well. Yeah. Because like I can tell you stuff, and like you can add to it. We can brainstorm. You're gonna be like, well, I don't know what that is. You might, but you get intrigued yeah, by yeah, it yeah. we can talk about it but i don't get that a lot here so so you were surrounded by people then that who easily got it them conversations were daily yeah and like you could get something new from it like all of a sudden like you probably want a career flip like twice a day in bali when people like talk about this like, <laughs> you know what? that sounds really good too i might add that to my mix but yeah it was i'm still yet to find a place like that you was on Upwork at this time and you was doing well on there. I moved, what, well, when I was in Bali last? When you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was off. I've been off of Upwork for like... But you was you still freelancing or was you with the company you're with now? I'm, I was with the company I'm with now, but I would accept like the odd, like I worked for a dating app, didn't I? Did I tell you that? I'm trying to think, I'm really trying to think of the one that was weird. It was spiders or something. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try to find the conversation after this podcast. But... There's no chance. <laughs> you see our convos is actually like the most off-tangent thing. But no, I was working with the company, which is good because that is the first, our class has my first like stable job. job yeah. Because it is, but I can still do stuff when I want to at whatever time of the day. I need to make meetings, fair enough. But for the most part, I have full flexibility. And that is something I want. But yeah, I had that one. And then it was like random ones. Little like, jobs. Yeah, like like basically became the face of a dating app. Which you know, like I would never. 
go on the day nuts. I was making TikToks for him, oh, which nice. I've never done. Did I not tell you? <laughs> no, that I think one? you did, but where you got a lot of stories. It was like um, it was an app where you like get matched based on music taste. So I was doing like, geez, I think I even made onto like one of the like the meme pages on Instagram. Mm. You know, like how puberty is, like <laughs> that kind of level. There's a video of me of somewhere. You. Yeah, someone sent me it that I know, and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just a bit of that. I was still stable, but again, at that point, I wasn't so much fussed about. It was just the experience you wanted. I love the experience. And was, was that COVID or after COVID? That was during COVID. During, so you was in Bali during COVID? I oh. got, I was... Oh, I, remember, I do remember this. Uh-huh. Your mission we like, to get your visa. Oh my God. We were like... So I went with one of my friends, Kyle, and like that whole year, Bali was shut off. Yeah. And I think about like 40 people got in, including how, how, Before us. we go in, how did you feel? Because obviously you'd been before. Yeah. And you went to Australia. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of got that like traveler bug. Yep. I still have it. Yeah, you still have it. And you do still right have now, it. Yeah. Um, but then there's a year you can't. Really bad. I probably got a little depressed. Again. I was about to say, how did you like feel? Because you, I suppose. Oh God, that's when I messaged you. About yeah. the stupid scooter. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was about the scooter. <laughs> it was about yeah. the scooter because I was on about one wheel. Yeah, you was. And then I was making fun about, like, who has a scooter? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, who has a scooter? <laughs> Not me. That was funny. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> that was really bad. You feel like a bit like a prisoner. Oh, yeah. And then I, we live in a little village. I knew no one, right? And there is nothing going on in that village. So all of a sudden, I go from going where I want still working like no restrictions to being stuck in a little village where like i think at worst what you're only allowed out for like an hour of the day or something just for I... a quick run where <laughs> like pick up the field of the day i was losing my mind i think at one point i would literally drive to like it was like a mustard field and like that was like my zen time like it was pretty and i was like just make it through it'll stop <laughs> But yeah, that was, I think that was close enough to what I felt in college. And that wasn't good. No. So I was, I was like, I need to go back to Bali, like for my sake. So then I was talking to a few people that were still over there or were trying to get back over there. And there was like some little loopholes to get there. And I kid you not, I had a folder of paperwork. I remember talking to you at the time and... Because I remember, I think you said something like, um, I should come during that time. Mm. And then I seen how hard it was for you to get there. Oh, and I was God. going, fuck that. I had to get like an investor's visa. Like there was a company, I think it was like an agency that sorts out your visas. And I swear, it just didn't sound too legit. No. But enough people <laughs> did it for me to be like, okay, I'll give it a we'll go. try it. But your visa literally said you're going there for investor purposes. So like if you get questioned at the airport, say that you're like looking to invest. Right. Or something. <laughs> so I rocked up at the airport dressed a little bit Investors. nicer so that if they did ask me, I kind of looked legit. Part, yeah. But yeah, that, that included 
I think before you even got, there were so many hoops. It was ridiculous. Wasn't it a high cost as well? Very. I yeah. think I paid over like 1.1K just to have... That was like... Actually, no, that was with flights. But it was like I would go from London to Latvia. Latvia to Turkey. Turkey to Jakarta. Do an isolation hotel there for like five days. And then pray to God my visa held up to get to Bali. And that you didn't catch COVID. <laughs> and that I didn't catch COVID. Because that was a thing, like traveling through airports at the time. You would, you could get it quite easily. For that isolation in Jakarta, I was like, I swear to God, please. Like, any just motherfucker. <laughs> I spent two days just to get to Jakarta. Mm. And then obviously in a hotel room where I don't even get to pick what I eat. No. To then be like, please, like... I hope there's nothing wrong with this room and I've caught COVID. <laughs> and then as soon as I stepped foot in Bali, I was like, oh my God, that was the biggest relief and challenge that yeah. I had. And it felt so good. I was like, right, everyone else is stuck. <laughs> it's all about me now. Like, but it was really, really good because Bali for the most part is always busy. So the fact that we went during lockdown... Hardly anyone there. It was like... I think people described it as what it used to be like 15 years ago. I do hear, yeah, like Bali's changed a lot. And there is still parts, which is like the old Bali. Yeah. But then new Bali is just like swarms. It is. And it still swarms now. Like I wanted to go back. Obviously can't just yet. But definitely going to hold off until it's a little bit quieter. I don't think I could go with... Having to queue for everything. No, because it kind of takes away from the experience you've had then. It's not the same. It won't. And that's the thing that kind of sucked when I left because I didn't want to. But I was like, if I leave now and then it opens up to tourists again, it's unless there's another COVID, it's not going to happen again. But I am super grateful. No matter how much it costs (laughs) (laughs) and the stress, it was so, so good. It kind of gave you that freedom again rather than feeling like you were locked up yeah because at most they're like you had to wear masks when you were on a moped and like they would like take is that when times here was stupid like oh yeah you were still in full restrictions yeah you go into a restaurant you can take your mask off at a table but if you walk to the toilet at most they put they covered your phone camera when you were in the club so that no pictures got out that people were partying in bali nice but that was it and then the like, you didn't have to wear masks in restaurants, but when you're on a moped, you did. Yeah, the rule. I just think everyone, like, all the governments just thought, what the fuck do we do here? Yeah. And just made <clears> up <throat> random shit. That was so shit. That was I weird. I never thought anything like that would happen. No, it's weird. And to think, like, now it happened in our lives, that is weird. I remember I'd meet Saf in, like, a Starbucks parking lot. In and different like, cars. Yeah, and then we get paranoid <laughs> for having both our windows rolled down. Because every now and then a cop car would come. And she was mm. like, I'm just going to like do a loop. And I was like, thinking about it. And then I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. You go loop. But thinking about it now, I was like, oh my God. Like, We were we were had by the balls. Yeah. And I was like, why did we even accept it? I get it. But it is actually mad to think that that happened. May it never happen again. I can't. I won't be staying here. No, you'll be going straight back to Bali. I'll be saying, oh, whatever, even Russia, I'll bring up my boy. Like, do you need any more people? I can't do this again. But yeah, 
So then you came back and you had like a a time where you was just working for the company you're working mm-hmm. for now. During that period, even though you're not working nine to five, you still you're working from home, but you're stuck in England. Yep. Was that always the plan, or did you want uh, just kind of flip, go Bali, come work work in England, go Bali, go somewhere else? That decision was like a mixture of things. I feel like <clears throat> I felt really bad every time I came back. Like, I didn't want to be here. Yeah. And that felt really unsettling in the sense, like, this isn't good, you know? To At your some mental point, health. yeah, I don't, it felt like every time I got here, I felt sad yeah, yeah. to be back. And I knew why. Obviously, when you find such a good place and you go back, it doesn't feel good. So I was like, right, you need to stick it out and learn to like it yeah because it's not sustainable i could definitely travel the rest of my life but i i don't know i always like to remove like negative what what what, how would you call it not energy like the negative feeling of being in england i know what you mean yeah i always try to remove like things like that out my life or like rationalize them yeah yeah that they don't feel bad anymore so i was like right you can still travel but sort it out to terms with the fact so i stayed and then for the first few months i got very bored there was your your worker brain doing things yeah i was like i like my meetings and my work but then when i've got the rest of the day free there's nowhere nice to go in my mind you know. Because for reference, the company you work for is based in America. Mm-hmm. So your meetings and things are at night time. Very late, yeah. So the whole of the day, I can do what I want. But which... you're comparing that to like an English person who's got the nine to five job uh-huh. is your routines don't match. No, even if I wanted to meet with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you could it. because Obviously, yeah, now. I'm more free now. But but like from the months before, you yeah, know, when you I'm were doing my, na- my eight to ten. <laughs> But no, then I was like, right, okay. Obviously, the issue stems from it's not my work. It's I don't have anything to do, really, that I enjoy. So then for months, I was trying to figure out, like, even got to the point where, like, I almost got a real estate job, like, in Leeds. (laughs) No, just to, like... Do something. I was like, I've got the day free. Maybe I could just earn a bit more money, save, and then... I don't know, like, I was just trying different things what was your mum and dad thinking about this situation right now were they on board yet i mean your dad was always on board but what in terms like of... you're back in england you just work in the night time but is to them is it a real job yet oh yeah by this point it was because you hired by I a could company show a bank account and i was like it's a real it. job bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was starting to earn more than like uncles aunties whatever and i was like you have no foot isn't it weird, like the older generations? Because I remember when I, um, after I dropped out of uni, yeah, I went and worked a full-time job for Ren Kitchens. Yeah. I did nights and I think I was on like 24 grand a year salary. Yeah. I mean, I only worked there for two and a half months because I got sacked, but... You got sacked? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I need the story for this. So, Tell me it was more. a driving job. Yeah. And... At night, driving is not fun. So I was trying to get like home quick, and that meant that I got some speeding tickets. I'm not proud of it. 
But does it still affect you? No, no. I think it saved my life yeah. because I fell asleep at the <clears> wheel <throat> multiple times. Oh, I could have died. That's okay. So me getting <clears throat> me getting my speeding tickets <clears throat> and getting sacked, <clears throat> it like saved my life. <clears throat> um, but I was on like twenty four grand a year, and within two and a half months, I've been sacked for getting too many points. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying to my mom, like, I was petrified to tell my mom. But oh, then yeah, I said yeah. to her, I said, like, Mom, I'm not going to get another job after this. Like, I'm doing this Amazon thing. So I was Is saying that, I'm going I to... I didn't know what your starter story was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it started with the sell on Amazon. But I did it while I was at Wren. I yeah. did it while I was at uni. Um, but it was giving me, like, 200 quid a month wages. Yeah. But I said to Mom, once I got sacked, that was, like, my kick up the arse to go, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. So I remember saying to her, like, Mum, I'm not getting another job. And she was going, she was shitting herself. Again, this is like... She was like, I'm going to have to support him now. Yeah, because one, I've dropped out of uni. Yeah. So I've fucked off that comfortable job. I've then fucked up another comfortable job. Bearing in mind, she also liked it because it saved my life. So she was happy that I wasn't working there. Yeah. But at the same time, I fucked her salary up. And then me saying that I'm now going to go into something that I'm currently taking like 300 quid a month from. She's going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But it's weird that it was the same in terms of monetarily. Like, mm. It was the same with you. To prove your point, you have to show money. Yeah. To yeah. say to my mom, I remember saying to my mom, as soon as I make more money per year than what I did at Ren Kitchens, I'll go, I told you so. Ah, and I did. And I did. But though. it's stupid that it is like I that. I know, it's stupid. Because it should be your happiness. Yeah, but I could have been on three hundred pound a month, and don't get me wrong, I'd have to live my mom for the rest of my life. Obviously, but yeah. <laughs> you have bills to pay and things like mm. that. But I was much happier not working for Ren Kitchen on twenty four grand a month yeah. than I was working for myself for three hundred pound a month. Do you think that's like you as a personality? Because there's nothing wrong with working like nine to five. Absolutely not. And I sometimes say that if this job for whatever happened didn't work out for me. I think I could go back into it. Mm. And a lot of people say that they can't. I don't think you could. I could. Just could simply you actually, because... Like genuinely. Maybe not forever, but I, there's been times where I've worked here. Yeah. I worked for myself where I thought I want to go back to it. Would you do it because you knew it is what you have to do? No. Until you could like do something else. Because I think that's you. I think you, if you had to scrub toilets... To keep all this running, I think you would. I mean, I, but have. That's... I have literally like <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> but I think that's your personality. I feel like you would do the nine to five, but you'd. I think you'd still be looking. I don't think you would stay. You might. Maybe I don't know you that well. But I think you're so like, I'll get done what needs doing. But I'd be settled with the fact that no matter what job I went into, I'd be able to get to the top. And it would never be as much stress as this job has been. Now, this stress is good stress mm. because it benefits me. Oh, yeah. But if I ever got to the point where of like crippling point of stress, yeah. which I've nearly been at before, I would happily go back to Tesco like I was doing before. Just kind of go into work, stack the shelves and come you, home. You know, I've I had think, these thoughts. I know, but I... And I think that might work for you for like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe short term it would. And then I'd go, right, exactly. what's the next best thing? Here we go. And that's it. You would get it done. But I understand why, because I'm, and the same with you, quite mm. resilient, strong-minded, mm. that we can kind of handle the stress. Mm. I understand where people aren't as resilient. They pick the nine to fives because yeah. the f- 
it's not freedom, but the freedom of going into work at nine o'clock. Yeah. Thinking about work until five o'clock and then you go home and it's gone. True. You don't take work true. home. Now, a lot of people do Very take work home, true. like lawyers and things, but in most cases you go home at five and you don't have to care. Yeah. You don't Whereas have to what work. you do is more like 24-7. I literally, sometimes I wake up at like three in the morning and yeah. I'll just think shit i need to pay that bill or yeah. i've got an idea and i'll write you've in my got phone. people relying on you that's a different kind of stress i had this exact <clears> conversation <throat> with brandon mm-hmm. in the podcast before i literally said to him because he's the same they've got mm. like 15 staff members i was saying that not only do i have to worry about paying my own bills i'm now looking after like 10 people's mm-hmm. mortgages children that's hard. different gravy and that's what i'm saying like to different it's different gravy <laughs> is that an english saying? yeah it's an english saying <laughs> different gravy oh my god um but like someone going home at five o'clock wouldn't have to worry about that no no whereas if i was struggling for money with this business i'd have to find a way to be able to pay their wages and that's why i think at sometimes when i've struggled a bit i'd happily go to a job where at five o'clock i can just fuck it off and play xbox my dad says the same thing, you know. He, whenever he's really stressed, he's like, I might just become an Uber driver. Yeah. And he's like, it's that much, it's that. And I hear it. And my mom's always like, oh my God, Chris, no, like, just stop. But he was like, no, like, maybe I'll be a pizza boy again. Yeah. So like, and he does that so, like, many times. He loves his job. Yeah, yeah. But there's so many times when he's tired and knackered. He just wants something simpler. That's like, the only times where I think about it. Every other time, like now. I'm so chilled and I, I yeah. love it. But there is times where I take stacking shelves at Tesco. <laughs> get me a deal, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I get that. I I heard it from my dad. And I feel like even if shit hit the fan, I would too. Mm. My backups are literally, I have a good reference at All Saints. Well, not only that, but... I suppose you would have as well, with the knowledge you've now got, mm. you'd be so confident that no matter what, like, I don't want to sound like really bad ego here. No, but I, th- I, I know, think but no matter what fear, job I go it? into, I can make it to the top. Same. No matter what. Yeah. So I'm but not it's worried. that cockiness, I feel like for you to do what you've done here, because you took it from your garage and I saw it, it was big. Mm. You do need to be like cocky, confident in yourself mm. without not, it being... We're not being a wanker. But you literally need to have so much self-belief. It's going to work. It's going to work. Because if you start doubting it... Well, yeah, that's what I... Like, that comes back to what mm, I said to my mum. Mm. Like, when I earn more than I did at Ren, I'll say yeah. I told you so. Because I knew I would. Yeah. Did it feel good when you... Oh, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I took out, like... I changed my salary to, like, just above it. Yeah. And I was just, I was just thinking... Here you go. I did it. It is weird though. The same thing you asked me earlier about like the money of it to prove a point. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't. I know. Why do you think that is? Do you think if and when you have children, you'll take a similar approach of find a job that caters for money or happiness? I thought about having the experience that you've had. I'm not in any form on the baby train whatsoever, but. I feel like I would really need to sit down and think about what kind of mama I would need to be. I think I like the Greek aspect of it, of having stuff to pass down the to heritage. your kids. They do that so that your kids never have to worry about the stuff you've worried about. 
And I like that. I like that my parents think like that. So it does put me in a position where I can risk more. Yeah. But then I would love my kid to feel comfortable enough to risk and like really risk. But then it's like, how do you raise a kid to love risk? Without being stupid. Yeah. I have the exact same conversation in my head. I don't mind it making stupid decisions. I will just be happy for it to just try anything like i will be there for it whatever maybe i wouldn't want it to know that they've got a good fallback because i've set up yeah yeah that stuff for them but i would definitely hope that they'll go like crazy on risk i have the exact same conversation because i obviously took the risk and so did you with you could be a doctor right now True. <laughs> I, could, I could be an environmental health officer. Yeah. True. Yeah. What but... kind of podcast would that be? <laughs> I probably wouldn't have you on. You'd be long gone in what London. You know? You'd be in London somewhere. I don't even know what the topic of conversation would be. <laughs> yeah. Be Never as... mind. No. Nah. It's a different position now. Yeah. Like we took the risks. I just feel like I, I wouldn't want to force my kid into it, but I'd want them... I'm I'm not anti-education, but I am. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they went to uni and got... No, I wouldn't. No. Whatever they want. But would I be happier if they were a little... Edgy. Wacko. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I think I want to do this or I want to do that. And I hope I know enough still, because, you know, everything changes, to be able to, like, give them some ideas, not to guide them, but, like, just be like, oh, you can do that, you know? Just give it a go. Yeah. But, like, out of balance. Not doing it for them, but letting them know that risk is good. But then again, only if it fits their personality. It's like, my brother's very stable. Mm. Theoretically, we've had the same upbringing, you know? He sees the same stuff from my dad, same from my mom. I turned out very risky and like i don't know really random Ephraim loves stability yeah and it suits him you know he likes he wants the stable job and i get it he really does and Mm. he's working to it but that's the thing we're two different personalities and i feel like he knows he can take risks now after what he's seen but he absolutely does not want to yeah i got a question okay i feel like it's a good one oh (laughs) <laughs> so because you're so open-minded yeah because we're both the same in that we've had something to prove mm-hmm. now again if you have a child do you think that having two supportive parents to go just do what you want to do just do what you want to do you lose a bit of the edge that we've had yeah to prove something because they don't they don't need to prove anything to you because no matter what they do is fine yeah, I've really thought about this. And this comes back to me trying to rationalize or like put logic in everything. I've done what I've done from all the resistance I've felt from my family. Yeah. And the like the feeling of needing to prove something. Yep. But it's that with a combination of what I've seen from my parents. They moved countries, built homes, Jeremy, you know I mean? like I see it in their work ethic. And then I try to see what Ephraim's gone through. He's a bit more like, it's okay, but we still want you to do that. But if you don't, it's fine. And how he's turned out. So I don't know. And this is what I was saying 
I would really need to think <laughs> it's scary about what kind of mama because as bad as it sounds I really hope my kid turns out like me I mm. want it to I like I want my kid to turn out like me yeah well. but like <laughs> how'd you know you can't you can't and like I don't mind what it turns out. I will love it to death but would I like a little me oh my god <laughs> I oh favorite child but it wouldn't be you it wouldn't be me but because it, it'd have like, a it'd have a completely different upbringing i know and that kind of like i feel like i always say to people like i'm not even thinking about kids absolutely not but that's not like if i had a kid now like it won't break i just really don't know how i think i'm so worried about not making the same mistakes i felt but i really want to give it the right attitude and like a good feeling about risk but still be nurturing but maybe put a little bit of resistance in there and i don't know what that looks like no and i feel like you never will no so i feel like I'm gonna pop one out and i'm like oh here <laughs> oh, we go shit. okay but i would really hope it kind of turns out like me i just don't know how to do that and i, I don't I don't want to force it into doing that, but I just hope it has like a cute little backbone and you know, a little bit of like wacko energy. But this is what I think that it's, it's so hard to like create a you because it can't have the experiences you've had. No, and the same with me, like I haven't seen my dad since I was 12. It can't, my son or daughter can't have that yeah. unless I fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> you come back yeah, when yeah. they're 20 like oh it was just it was just a to like replicate yeah, yeah. the experience i want you to be me <laughs> <laughs> but then the yeah, same like the jerry springer show like <laughs> dad disappears for eight years for their own good <laughs> it can't have like my mum thing either of um like you shouldn't have left your job or you shouldn't mm. have left uni because i wouldn't be like that yeah and i'd hope the mother wouldn't be like that yeah I feel like though you do get some traits from your parents and I don't know if you you feel like that. So like, yeah, me and Ephraim turned out completely different, but I see so much of my mum in Ephraim and I am so like my dad. And I was from a young age, like that wasn't something like I experienced and grew into. I just was. And like, yeah, I've seen him work hard, but I was always like that in school. Like, I always felt like I had to prove something. It just got a bit bigger yeah. after the whole thing. But, like, it was I'm always sure there. it's you. Like, you must be a little bit, like, your mum or... Do you feel like you've taken, like, any of the traits from, like, an older figure? My mum, yeah. Um, she was, like... Oh, your nana? I feel like you're quite... Are you around your nana a lot? Yeah, my nana part owns the business. Yeah. I feel like I have traits from a bit of everyone. Yeah. But I, I, I can't help but feel like I've created my own. And again, yeah. it sounds so egotistical, but even no, my, it doesn't my family say it as well. Like, yeah. I, I'm at times, they think I'm like adopted. I have a good question for you. Hit me. Okay, hold on. Switch right, up, switch up. It. Yeah, I have a tablet. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um... Did you, when you were younger, before all this happened, did you kind of have like, or maybe when you first started, like this full vision of what Dev is now? Like, 
in terms of like strong mindset, resilient, whatever. And then did you grow into that? Because that was the case for me. When maybe I was like a little bit bullied or when I first started, like, and I'm, I'm not calling it manifesting, but you get the gist. Like I was like, I know I'm gonna earn this amount or I'm gonna, there's gonna come a month where like I was earning like $200. I know there'll be a month when I'm earning 5K, Yeah. right? And I'm gonna think back to this moment. I'm gonna be like, okay, next one. And I know I'm gonna turn into a baddie, right? Cause I was bullied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I definitely like it. And I was like, I know these boys bullying me are gonna flip. And like, I had this whole list and this was when I was shy and nerdy. And I was like, I'm gonna grow into that. Mm. It's gonna happen. And like, I had no reason to think it, but I just knew it was like a gut feeling. It's like, and I was like, like no, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I don't know how, but it's gonna happen. I'm gonna think back. I'm yeah, like, yeah. she knew something. But did you ever have that like growing up? Or like, you like knew something you were gonna turn into? Not growing up. I had a switch. It was when we got into like real bad debt with the business. Like even before, I know when we started selling Amazon, I knew that we could make it big. Yeah. Because I had the drive. Um, but I don't think it was until like I got through going into a lot of debt mm. and like I struggled a lot mentally and then we got through that, that I knew then that nothing can touch me. Yeah. And it was then when I thought... I'm going to do whatever so I want. Still, okay, so that's like... It's so less like childhood. I, I like yeah. literally, I, I say it now, it wouldn't have been, but I say it now like I woke up one day like a different person. I feel like I did. <laughs> I really and it was weird. Yeah. I like, I, you said the same earlier on, you said you matured like 20 years. Yeah, you are actually. I'm yeah. so mature for my age. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I always felt like when I was 20, I was like an 80 year old in a 20 year old's body. Even at uni, like at uni, was I selling Yeah, I was selling Amazon while I was at uni. Mm. And that kind of took all my attention that I just wasn't a uni student. I was probably the least uni student a uni student could have yeah. got. I hardly ever went out. Most oh. people go there to get pissed. Oh, I didn't. yeah, true. I would like get by with education. I hate education. Yeah. But I like get by to get to the weekend to be able to go to home bargains, yeah. buy loads of shit and bring it home to sell on Amazon. Yeah. And that's like what I kept doing. That's and doing. good though. I love stuff like that, you know? And I don't, I wish I don't know if I regret it when it. I'm older though. What do you mean? Like if I get to like 40 and go, oh, I went to university and I was a granddad. Like I've missed out on. No, I don't think so. Don't you feel like that's you trying to fit into like the social norm? Of 100%. Being, yeah. But at the same time, like I've spent so much of my young life working hard. Yeah. And in my head, I said this to Brandon as well. Like, do we, do we not feel that we'll say we're working this hard now so that then when we get to 30 or 35, we as don't have same. to, we don't have to work anymore. Yeah. But as a business owner, that rarely ever happens. Like stats show that people who are just in their head, work hard, work hard, work hard, they never stop. Like your dad, could, your, yeah. da your dad could relax <clears throat> now if he wanted to. He could, and this might be useful for you. He, he loves working hard. He's trying to find a way of taking everything he knows 
into something he's like more passionate about. So, you know, him doing the conferences, he does that because he cares about the procedure. He cares about passing it on. He's the only one that knows how to do it, right? Legally, for something like that to be passed on to like for uni students to learn or to be done in multiple. He has to do something. Yeah, and it's so many hoops to jump through, but he's like, if I don't pass it on, women are going to die from bleeding, from a cesarean, from something that's so easy to control. Mm. But that method hasn't been updated. I think it's like something stupid, like a hundred years. Like, come on. (laughs) So he's trying to turn, he's ready to stop doing what he's doing now. But he knows that when he does. That's different because that's, that's not just, like if I was to continue from say 40 to 50 to Mm. 60, all that really would be happening I can't predict the future, but all that really be happening is I'd just be making more money and more money and more money. For your dad, it's mm. different because this is making a change, like not just to his yeah. life, but to the world. Now that's a different kind of passion. True, but then I feel like you need to have stuff you like doing just for the sake of doing. I know. I can t- the podcast. Yeah. Is that going to be like, is <laughs> that, this like that, your passion project? Yeah, like, yeah, this and the clothing company. You're going to turn into like Joe Rogan. Uh, Can you get Elon Musk on here? I have like five requests. (laughs) I need like a no sleeping pill. Yeah. What else? We've discussed a lot. We want my supermarket idea. I need to pass that along. My high supermarket idea. Which one? I've told you. You you will. It's in my notes where I like conceptualize the future of supermarkets. (laughs) Like I got high and... I stopped talking like for 40 minutes and then I let it out to everyone. And it was like the most futuristic, like I could see it in my head. And in that moment, I was like, I need to tweet Elon Musk. But it didn't fit, fit into one tweet. So then I just got it saved up to my notes. So if you could bring him here. Yeah, yeah. So then I'll I could do like that, yeah. share. Yeah, I'll do that. My <laughs> that would be great. I'll bring him to my warehouse. Yeah, He's comfort. Yeah. He would do that. He'll like it. Tweet out. He'll yeah. love it. I forgot what I was talking about. It don't matter. We'll go no. back. We'll go back to that was a long tangent. That yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do this. I feel like my brain. I have such a busy brain. I feel like it's the same with our conversations. Yeah. We'll start with like Elon. So it's like a basic conversation, like oh, Elon's soft got Neuralink. Towels, <laughs> yeah. And then I'll send you a random reel, and then. That's it. We're no. done. <laughs> no, it's not even a done. I no, like I mean, we we're go... done with that conversation and we're oh, on yeah, a different there's planet. Oh, yeah, like six topics in the space of half an hour. And I'm like, great, we've done enough socializing for two days yeah. and 30 <laughs> minutes. Right, anyway, back on track. Mm. You work for this company and now you're kind of settling with the fact that you have to come to terms with that England's going to be still a main part. <gasps> That's what it was. Yeah, I've got good memory. I don't know now. It, it goes on then... To what is now a very big part of your life, yeah, which is Dewey. Uh, yeah. So Dewey is a health bar mm-hmm. that you've brought to Hull. Yeah. Um, we'll go into more about what kind of happened there, but the main point with it, I feel, is that you've de- now dedicating so much time to it mm. is that you've now given into like your fear. Yeah. So your fear was staying in that one place, doing a nine to five. Mm. And now you've created a business and I know what it's like to then create a business yeah. where you have to be there. Like you yeah. can't, nobody 
unless like you're an influencer who has like people straight away yeah nobody can start mm-hmm. a business and just give it off to staff and sit back and watch the money rolling yeah. you have to work within the business yeah. so just talk to me a little bit about dewey where it came okay. from and why you've decided to create a business that means you have to stay in hull um so not gonna sound like a business person dewey was a fuck it moment like well and truly so i'm back in england i'm bored yeah (laughs) because i need things to like stimulate my mind so then i was thinking right i've committed to a year of like theoretically not traveling just try and actually like mm, like felt like a big word at the time being in england like be okay like not feel sad when i'm back so then i was like right I kind of figured out it was my daytime that was making me feel bad. Like I had nothing to fill it up with. I could go to the gym, I could meet people, but it wasn't like enough. So then I started trying to find things that would kind of make it feel better. And as bad as it sounds, past year or two, I'm very money driven. I feel like I'm on my money train. I've had my experiences. I've made a lot of money for other brands. Why have I not done it for myself yet? And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I think you can go through phases like where you had your experience phase. Yeah. You can now have your money phase and then you may have like your investing phase and then your recouping phase. Oh yeah. I feel like after this phase, it'll definitely just be like investing and back to the experiences because nothing's going to be experiences for me. Like I will travel till I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was just trying to figure out, I wanted to be smart with my money for a year. I had a good chunk saved up. It was either going to be a rental, a reno. Shop was not. I was going to say, being safe with your money, I don't think starting a shop Mm -mm. is a a, a nice... Absolutely not. And then um, I started looking at rentals, realized I have no idea how to renovate. And then I was like, obviously, because we say like you kind of jump in in the deep end when you do stuff like this like you figure out along the way i was like okay that doesn't really bother me i'll take up my daytime um and then as a freelancer mortgages are apparently like a lot more impossible yeah Yeah. so i was like okay this is not working out so then i kept saving up like pretty strictly because i wasn't traveling anymore yeah yeah i wasn't paying for villa or a plane ticket so i was actually surprised at how much i was saving up versus traveling which made me feel bad but again experience yeah and then i remember my mum. she was also looking for rentals and she had been up allenby's ass about a shop in that arcade so as a joke i like I went to see like the arcade with her and there were no units available, but it was like, you just inquire. And then she gave her number down and I gave my number down. And one day we got, I got a random call from Georgia saying, oh, there's a corner unit that's just about to leave. Like, do you want to come see it? And I was like, okay. Still not having the intention. Absolutely not. No intention whatsoever. My mum at this point was thinking, maybe open up a coffee shop. Woman doesn't even drink coffee. So I don't know what she was thinking. My mum is something else. (laughs) So we go, we see it. I realise she's quite reluctant about the coffee shop. For obvious reason, there's a coffee shop 
along the arcade. Our coffee shops are uh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing special about it. So my mom was looking at the shop and she was like, oh, I like it, but what am I going to do with it? The idea. Yeah. And then kind of sat on it for a day. And then I was like, why don't you open up like a health bar? Like, it could be really aesthetic. I know a lot about it. Obviously, through traveling, like everyone's like a health freak in Bali, whatnot. Then all of a sudden it became a, she wasn't as keen on it. So I was just gonna like, fuck it, do it <laughs> and figure that it out. That is a big fuck it moment. Yeah, because she was still looking at rentals at this time. So she kind of like, you know, that was shop was her, a good idea, yeah. but eh, like yeah. if you want it, you go for it. And then I was starting to like put numbers together and I was like, oh my God, like what do I even know about like running a shop? And then I realized I don't know as much about accounting through it. So she was looking at a few rentals. She didn't like them. She was getting a bit discouraged. And then we had another talk where I was like, I really want to do this. And I think I'm going to do it. Do you want to work with me? You're good at accounting. I'm good at all the digital advertising stuff. I'll be in there. I don't forever want to be in there, but you want to get out the house. So like... It fixed kind of both your... It did in like a really... Then problems. Yeah. And she, and I was like, obviously you'll be in there. We'll work out like how this is going to work out money wise, depending on like how much effort who yeah, puts yeah. in. And then she, she was more into the idea. And then obviously it gave us something to do. My brother went off to uni my dad's working away a lot i travel she's home alone yeah she does not want to be in that house she even looked at a job at rens and i was like girl like it is not she's so no. bossy i cannot imagine her <laughs> in like a normal nine to five so it became very obvious mama yeah. does accounting she'll be the the like the steady person that's always gonna be able to go to the shop and then i'll also be in the shop i'll help with like the branding, the overall feel of it, like actually growing it through media and whatever else we need to do to expand it. And that was kind of it. But this whole conversation was in the space of four days. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing. At night, I'd have my meetings, I'd sleep on it. Shit, smoothie store, smoothie store sounds good. Do you, do you have the same problem as me? So when starting this podcast, I had it and like I'll get the idea in my head sleep doesn't exist then no and like if you're doing your meetings do you are you just thinking like oh, what can i do with the smoothie bar yeah so i did that like i was i try to get to sleep and i have to put a podcast on when i go to sleep yeah to hear somebody else's voice otherwise uh, the voice yeah. in my head keeps me awake i kind of let it oh no no I sometimes hate it. i get some really good ideas i think like when i'm in bed i feel like i've I'm quite used to napping. Yeah, see, this is the difference between me and so, you. So, I'm not as bothered if About I sleep, sleep really late because I'm like, I'll just nap the next day, have a coffee, I'll be okay. That's so I not just me. let it run wild. <laughs> I know, for you it's like... I need I, to go to sleep. Sleep is precious yeah, for you. Yeah. I can't remember if you were like, I need like eight hours, yeah, otherwise yeah. I'm not functioning. Eight, what is eight five, hours? <laughs> three, it's okay, we'll make up for it during the day. <laughs> But yeah, I kind of let it run. So I don't really have an issue in terms of... But I will say that is some of my clearest thinking. 
And I don't know if it's the same for you. It is. I put together stuff that I could not during the day. And yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm doing stuff or if like when I'm in bed, I'm like, that's my day done. It's like, that is the one thing I can well, think yeah, about. Well, yeah, when you're laid in bed, there's nothing else to think about. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I do think of like the best ideas when I'm in bed. Uh, but I just value sleep so much more. I know you do. I don't mind that much about it. That's why I said like no sleeping pill from Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. If you can just pop the that shower. Out. I get quite a lot of ideas in the shower. Oh, I don't shower. I steam myself. Oh, uh, me too. But I just do. Yeah, you? yeah. I just literally sit oh, there. Like cold shower. No, not me. No. See, I knew this was a thing. Like when I started seeing girls and things. Yeah. Like they'd have a hot shower, and I'd be like, I love hot showers. Oh my god, you're like the only boy. Yeah, I know. Like I didn't realize that I was the only boy. Like steaming. Like Alex, my partner. Yeah. I have hot showers than her i didn't realize it was a big thing but it is, it is. yeah now there was like there's like some scientific yeah girls love hot showers but so do i i think some i could be so wrong and you can crop this out if i'm <laughs> we're leaving wrong. it in i think it's something to do with like your pain threshold like hot water doesn't like feel the same on on boys like as it does oh really girls. yeah so like we can tolerate a lot you know, like hot, hot. Well, I'm built different. Maybe. But you're literally like the only boy I know that likes hot showers. What can I say? Are we talking like steps out the shower, feet are red? No, like, so when I get in the shower, I'll wash myself mm. and then I'll just leave, I'll just stand literally underneath the shower Same. and I'll just, just like that. Is that now? Let it go. But when I get out, I have like a red strip. Yes. All the yes, way down my body because yes. it just runs down my body and it's that just red That is my up. back. I always yeah. put it on my neck because I'm like, oh, that feels yeah, it's like just so nice. good. It's like a massage. <gasps> what? Yeah. So that's where my ideas come in because I just stand there like this and just think. Guys, that's my zen time. That is the, probably the one time of the day where I don't think of anything. Oh, no. That's sleep for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get any weird dreams? No, not about like work and stuff. No, but like just weird. No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I literally, I just go to sleep and that's me. The only time I won't have good sleep is like when something new like this comes up. Okay. And it, it'll wake me up <clears> at three <throat> o'clock and I'll go, I need to write that down. I never wake up. Oh, I do. It's right When I've got a new bed. idea. When I've got a new idea, I do. What a new idea? Wow. No, I never wake up. I'm such a heavy sleeper when I'm out. That's because you have three hours sleep a night. Probably. <laughs> anyway, Dewey. Yeah. So we agreed to it. We signed on. And by the way, the location. Oh, can you see why it was a fuck it moment? Yeah, yeah. Because if you pass on that, and don't get me wrong. It that would, will never pop it up It would again. be successful no matter where it in It is Hull. a six year lease. Doesn't matter. It is the most perfect spot oh, in Hull. I saw it. Little stars in my eyes. Signed. I was like, shop wasn't in the plan but it is now thing is even in that the arcade is beautiful yes but, but that corner i was about to say you could be three doors up honest to it god it wouldn't be as good that was like you know how they say like entrepreneurs like see opportunity and act on it right i saw that i was like it's one of the biggest units it's like you have to everyone in the arcade's jealous yeah they wanted that unit more seating means more customers per hour and it's the the main thing about shops. I don't know anything about shops because I've never owned one. But I, I hear so much. It's like the walkthrough. There's like a word. Like mm. basically, it means like the amount of people passing footfall. Footfall. The footfall, not walkthrough. I'm now a shop owner. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I should have just asked you. <laughs> yeah. The footfall. Yeah. Like 
<clears throat> you don't have to go into the arcade mm. for you to have footfall. No. So you've got the arcade footfall, the oh, street yeah. footfall. Yeah, it's it's such a convenient spot because if you want to go from Primark through the town, you have to pass that little arcade. Everything about it is so perfect. The florist opposite, it's three floors. When I saw it, I was like, I don't know what it's going to be. I said, that, I said this to Brandon. Something. Do you think that, I don't like the word entrepreneurs, but I'm going to use it because you used it. Um, I know, you, I didn't like it either because I, anyway, but it's, Anyone can be an entrepreneur. It's literally, I swear it's the definition. It is, it is. Yeah, okay. But So do you feel like entrepreneurs, it's going to sound bad because of like how hard we've worked, but do you think that like a look is a big part? What do you mean a look? Like look, not a look. Oh, look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember I had a lecture about this and he was like, there's going to things that, do you remember The Apprentice? I hardly ever watched Lord, it, which is weird because like I'm a businessman. Alan man. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. The guy that is like on the judging panel with him. His little mate, yeah, with the yeah, glasses. Glasses? No. The grey hair and glasses. Baldy. Is this newer one? I don't, I can't remember. Basically, he came and gave a lecture okay, in our yeah, uni. Yeah. And this is where my, my like fear of not being a bit bullshit at the start of freelancing came from. I can't remember which, I feel like my details are so bad. He owns a football team, doesn't he? So look, Alan Sugar. Fulham, maybe? Yeah, I think he does Something own, yeah, like yeah, he that. does. He bought it and then he turned to him and said, can you be the manager for it? Now, and he said this to us in the lecture, I knew nothing about running a football club. Not at all. But he was like, without hesitation, I said, yes. He was like, I'll figure out along the way, but when will I ever get this chance? That opportunity. Again, yeah. And that was literally... That, I think that moment stuck with me for a lot of what I do now. Sometimes just saying the yes and going in the deep end is a yeah. lot better than just passing it on and waiting for the next one. And it was the exact same with the shop. I had no idea. The, I, nothing. I hadn't renovated before. I don't know what like the business <laughs> bank account of it will be. I don't know how to legally hire someone or... I've never been a barista or like served anyone. And then there's payment machines and food hygiene certifications. And like, do you know that there's certain soaps you have to use? I didn't know that. They like pass certain like BCAS requirements. And I was like, I don't know. Like, but I was like, this little corner, I will regret. And I was like, and that's why in those four days, my mind was racing. I was like... Coffee shop isn't going to work. There's one across. It's big. It needs something. Obviously, it's not going to be something I personally do. Like, sell. It doesn't make sense. I was like, it needs to be something like low cost, make sense within haul, something I like, because if I'm about to like suck it up. A passion project, yeah. And be like in there a lot, I need to like it. And it just popped. I was like, do you know what? What's the like, what do I do? I go to coffee shops. Cool. It's not going to be a coffee shop. What do I like about coffee shops? They're pretty. They make me feel productive. I like the banana bread I get from Starbucks. Cool. Banana bread. Okay, cool. Healthy, healthy. Is there anything healthy in Hull? Shit. There's nothing healthy in Hull. Started Googling. I was like, "Mm, what's healthy? Like healthy food. I'm not a chef. There's not a kitchen. And then I was like, what did I have? Bali Jammu. And then I was like, oh my God, Jammu. Drink. 
drinks. And I was like, smoothies. And then there's no smoothie places in Hull. Really? None at all. To be fair, you say that, I know that. Because I was with Alex and I was like, I really want a smoothie. And I had to settle with like this one near hers, which was just like frozen fruit. And it was just like milk. That was it. There was no Mm -hmm. like experimentation. No. It was just like strawberry and banana. Off you go. Not at all. And then as soon as I saw that, oh my God, my my little business brain started dinging. Good location. Footfall. It's big enough to grow into. It has like, in terms of my aestheticness. I know what to do with it. It's tall ceiling. It's in great shape. There's, in terms of like the market for it, I don't know how in demand health is, but if there's no option, I'm pretty sure someone someone is going to be interested. And I was like, that's it. Fuck it. Doing it. If it flops, I have learned so much. I could probably be like a shop manager at the end of it. That's the attitude. I really didn't care. I was like, I can build up my savings again there was like a little clause in the lease where like as long as I give six months notice if it's flopping it's fine so in my head I calculated right it's 1.6k and like rent whatever and I was like that's fine I can sustain that with my current job yeah for six months it'd be a pain in the ass but But I'm not I I can try my best and that was literally it then it just went straight into renovations I think saw it in so at once in, I can't remember, August. And the woman hadn't have moved out yet. So she still had, she was due to move out end of September. So so in August, end of September, she was due to move out. She took like two weeks longer, which was fine. Started renovating in October. October, November, December, done. We had delays from Royal Mail and like, so it just took a lot longer to get stuff. And yeah. I still didn't know a lot of stuff. So it was, it was like. You think you're done, you go, shit, I need that. Yeah. You think you're done, shit, I need that. Because it looked like a blank canvas and whatnot, but it still needed a lot. Then bank account took a while. That took a month and a half. And I was like, can't open without yeah. like a bank account. And then January opened 17th. And that was kind of it. And that was a relief. But at the same time, I was like, right now I am exposed like now you've got to like this is again your prove it moment yeah prove to yourself this time Mm -hmm. not to anybody else because you're not doing it well yeah and then i also kind of dragged my mom into this yeah yeah. like she's it's not a least thing but i know she's now gonna try and put time into it all the time in the week she's seen the potential yeah so it was i don't know it was a weird amount of stress and then it became like a weird juggle i still have my full-time as a manager which is even worse now so it became like try to balance everything try and make it work when you really don't know what to do but I will say it was my best fucking moment today that was the most scared I feel like I've had fuck it moments in terms of like going somewhere on my own Mm. but they were never financial yeah like all I was thinking was six year lease renovation is expensive and then you're about to serve people. It looks established in the arcade. It looks like you should theoretically know what you're doing when you open up. So all of my, I was like, oh my God, I've never even worked in a smoothie shop. Yeah, going off that point then, you could open a shop like somewhere yeah. and you could look new. Mm-hmm. Whereas in that arcade, it's like an old, 
lovely, aesthetically yeah, beautiful place. You like had to be good. When you make it there, it's like, or if you rent there, you you it. must know something, yeah, you know? Yeah. Or if you just... Re- so in my head, I was like, right, okay. Like, I was researching what kind of blenders you need. And I still haven't got that bougie-ass blender. <laughs> which is another pain in my ass, still waiting. Um, but yeah, it was just that, I think... The renovation was a learning curve, but I was still safe in my little bubble. I was yeah. like, I'm renovating. There's no one popping in and out. I've still got time. You had the, cur- the curtain thing yeah. up, didn't you? Oh my God. As soon as I took that curtain down and people were looking in, my heart sank. <laughs> I've never, I like rarely get nervous, but I was getting nervous. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just a whole bunch of emotions. But then people were coming in. They were really excited about it. They were actually liking what I was making. How was that? Really satisfying. Because like you, obviously, you could make a smoothie at home. You like it. But serving a product to a customer. Yeah. I will say the absolute cutest thing of my day is when someone takes a picture of their smoothie and puts it on Instagram and says some cute little thing like drooling or... i even said to you that like i love seeing people post yeah and like, i hear about like alex's friends posting about dewey it's like yeah and it was like i like the satisfaction i get from my work in terms of like oh my god like loyalty program made half a million cool it's great but when it's like a service like that where like people come in you see their reaction you've made something that they've enjoyed and then they go off and tell someone it's like it's like the most wholesome thing Mm. and like even though it's still new that is probably my favorite part of it when someone like keeps coming back because now there's regulars and i remember them and they remember me and i'm like you got the daily hit last time (laughs) she's like how do you remember and i was like i know and like they get so excited and like they leave like a little tip i don't know it's like it's so cute. It's like the best dopamine hit there is. It, yeah. And I've never had a little dopamine hit like that before. Which is weird because it comes from something you were so scared of. Yeah. Like that being in England. Yeah. And... It's like a relief. It's like, it's not me feeling good about my results. It's like other people feeling good about... It's something you've created. Yeah. So like, as much as I saw it as like a money opportunity, it's actually made me like back to this whole thing about me enjoying my time in England. I'm now enjoying. And that's enough of a a goal, like a finished result for me. Cause that was my one thing. I really did not like being here. I say it to everyone. I would move out in a heartbeat. Yeah. And now I actually like it. And even that to me is like an accomplishment. I don't as soon, from the renovation till now, I haven't felt the need, like, I need to go. I need to travel. And that was, like, my final negative thing. Like, now I have no negative thing. If I travel, I'm happy. If I stay, I'm happy. And, like, I honestly think I'm, like, aside from, like, getting married, having kids, whatever, I am 100% content. You're in a good place. Maybe before I was, like, 80. Like, I was like, yeah, I've got my but traveling. But you had the England thing. Yeah, but the England thing was always like, I so just don't like it here. And now that that's out, I can't tell you one thing I dislike anymore. That's such a good position to be in. I know, I really don't. 
maybe like nitpicks maybe like oh my coffee's a little bit yeah, yeah but like there is nothing in my life right now where i'm like i don't like it and that is the first time i've ever like said that because everyone nitpicks things they don't like about their life yeah, i'm happy yeah. about my health my job what i've made where i can go the people around me like it's such like a euphoric content and it's i don't know it's like that's good to hear tingles i don't I can't explain it but yeah this was the biggest fuck it moment but i'm so glad i did it i mean dewey dewey is class like, I'm so jealous of the idea. I know, because you wanted to do I one, did. didn't you? I wanted to make a smoothie <laughs> bar, but it was in Scunthorpe. It never worked in Scunthorpe. And the aesthetic that you've created, I would have never been able to create. So I feel like it's fate that you've created it and I've got the joy from you creating it. Oh, it's weird because like, I get a lot of joy from like the stuff you do. Yeah. I would love a podcast. I'm not... Do it. I'm not going to lie because I feel it. like I love controversial... like. Um, you know how we talked about the thing of like not judging anything. Mm. I love podcasts or videos where they go into like really controversial topics, but like with people from different ways of life yeah. or like why they have that thought, like what led to it. So like this to me gets me like, I'm so proud of you. This was a fuck it moment. I bet. Because I like, hosting a podcast. you. And not me with the audio situation. Cause... Yeah. I I underestimated what it took, to be honest, but we're getting there. You must be proud. Not yet, but we're getting there. Oh, I'm proud of you. Even just to get the setup, to yeah. start posting it. To like, you've well, that, done that, the heavy I always work. have that like thing. It was the same with the clothing company, which I, re- I regretted posting as soon as I did. But I feel like if I post about it, then I have to do it. Like the clothing company I posted about in 2020. Remember, and the first delivery is not even here yet. Do you like this? Maybe comes from me being like more of a private person. Do you tell people what you're gonna do, and then so that it pushes you to do it, or do you hold off until you've done it and you're happy with it, and then tell people? Because Dewey, for the most part, quiet. I don't know if you've not. I did not tell even me anyone. To be fair, even on my socials, you would. I haven't tagged it. I don't follow it. I don't, like, I put a, like... But even at the start, you wouldn't tell me what it was. No, no, but that's, like, a like a me thing. I feel like I've had so many fuck it moments. Yeah, maybe not all of them have worked out, but I like to see it at a certain stage before I tell people <laughs> <laughs> what I've been doing and a lot of people that i know still have no clue like i still get much like what's the shop for what are you yeah, gonna yeah. sell and i'm like <laughs> can't know yet but do you do you do that do you tell people like maybe early on or do you i think it's changed so with the clothing company i literally like you said you had dewey created in like four days like yeah. the idea and it was gonna be go mm. i did that with the clothing company and i do that mm. with most things i do like I guess Alex always says, like she loves it, but I just have so many ideas in my brain. Like I'll just go to her and I'll go, I think I'm going to do this. Like the other day, um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get an interest only loan and invest in property and do buy to lets. I was like, ah. I, 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 yeah. you know what we spoke about? I, I literally said to <laughs> literally her. Literally, you on 
this morning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I said to her, it was like 6 p.m. We was about to have tea and I said, I've messaged a mortgage advisor. Like rather than waiting until the next morning, mm. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'm doing it. Yeah. The next morning I was like, I'm not That's doing it. That's not common, you know. I feel like the one thing I hear from people maybe that are interested in doing like freelancing or whatnot, they love it, but they never do like that first little step oh, no, but what i find and with people like you when it's a decision you've ticked the first five yeah. things that should take like six months well even one day the smoothie thing that i wanted to create yeah i had a logo i had a name i had packaging nothing's ever happened with it and nothing ever will but it's still on my google I drive i feel you honestly i literally I get an idea and i'll I just sit it. there and go bosh 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 i did that with the clothing company yeah. but then the clothing company i put it out there and mm. I maybe shouldn't have done, but it was established in 2020, yeah. which was when COVID happened. And the whole basis around the clothing company is to do with like mental health. Yeah. So that it goes, some money goes to charity. Mm. And I feel like having it established in 2020 yeah. when everyone struggled so much is giving it that like identity. Mm. So I'm not regrettable that I did it, mm. but I am, yeah. which is why the podcast, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram, I was like the empty room. The empty room. That's what I called this room. Did you? So when I moved, because the break room used to be in here. Yeah. I moved the break room out. And I just yeah. took a picture of the empty room and I was like, I've got an idea for this room. Oh, no way. I didn't tell anyone what the idea yeah. was. And then <clears throat> I like started adding things in. So I'd like have a plant and I'd take a picture of the plant ah! and I'd go like the empty room's coming along. Mm. And then I maybe told like a select few, but I did not want to post about it. Mm. Learning from a mistake with the clothing company. Yeah. And then not follow through with it. Because the clothing okay. company now, like I say, nearly three years later, we're only just getting our first delivery. Yeah. But At least you're doing it. Well, yeah. I posted about doing... it. There was no way I could not. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dig you for it. I'm still waiting for my hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the hoodies will be even longer. But oh, it's okay. I'm, I'll it's wait coming. For it. Yeah. But at least like, you're not, I think part of it is fear. People like stability. They don't want to like put their little toe in the water and oh, actually opposite, try yeah. but like i feel like with you or like generally people who like are a bit more used to risk like you just kind of like dive in if i drown i drown if not it's cool yeah like you said with dewey with the savings you had like you content I with it not working all my savings yeah i was the same with the clothing they company were two and a half years worth of savings i was looking at my bank account going crying <laughs> very down i think there was like for two months i was double what i was earning was going out and i was like this is not sustainable but i was but like you have Look, to do it trust the process it is it's gonna happen like i don't know what i i don't know if i had to sell fit pics i <laughs> like something's gonna happen but i was so nervous that was like in terms of risk big financial risk see money i don't get nervous i'm not as nervous i think it made me nervous because it was the first time i was yeah. in that kind of position but my mentality and i know this from my dad when they were building the house they didn't have the entire sum to mm. build the house he knew what he could potentially earn a month if he really worked and he was just kind of like we'll just do we'll it. do it we found they found a good plot literally that same day they put the deposit down and that was just it. Built it along the way. And he worked his ass off. But I feel like it was similar. Like, I'm not as worried if I go broke. I've gone broke quite a few times. 
I mean, shit. yeah, well, when you go to that place, like I say, we was in debt. When you get there, if you, you can come out the other side. So. Yeah, as long as you come out of it once, um, I think you're not bothered. And it's, I think there was one time I didn't have enough to buy my plane ticket back. And I mm. had to get pretty inventive because I was not about to ask my parents. Can I have 250 quid for a plane? My idea's failed. Yeah, so (laughs) my pride would have... Yeah. I couldn't do it. But I said, at worst, okay, boo-hoo. Like, I've lost some savings. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Who knows what's in my savings? No one. It's just me. I'll be sad about it. I'll get over it. It'll recoup. But I am, yeah. In my head, the reason why I don't care is that if I don't do it, and I look back. You'll regret it. The regret of not doing it is so much heavier than the regret of doing it. Like the clothing company and this could both fail. I could lose like a house deposit worth of money. Mm. And At least I'd, you tried. I'd be fine because yeah. I tried. Yeah. I'm not doing it either of them for the money. Oh, true. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I know someone else came up with it behind the desk podcast. Fuck them. Like, That's how I feel about the shop. I feel like if someone else got it. You can't have that fear though. Like, especially in my other business, there's so many of them. Mm. I literally hardly ever look at competitors. Oh, no, don't. Literally just work on yourself and yeah. you're fine. Yeah. That is actually what I do. Put a little edge to it, though. A bit of funk. Yeah, yeah. That's what we like. A little, bit of, little bit of Christina. You know I like my funky ideas. I feel whenever I talk to you, we have like the most random. Yeah, like, like we're both high, but we're not. Yeah. That would be funny, though. Yeah, it would. Would you ever do a high episode? No. Oh, my God, please. In the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Please like, hold on, if it reaches something attainable. I don't a know thousand? what's attainable. Oh, a thousand's not attainable. Should I start speaking Greek to my Greek talk? <laughs> I got like 150. <laughs> like. There we go, we got the hashtag in. <laughs> <laughs> on Greek talk. Yeah. We'll do our right episode. Maybe. 1,000 likes. A thousand likes, I'll say, yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm going to buy a thousand likes. We ain't reaching it. That's what you think. Right, we'll see. Okay. So, we've reached the end, but... And you wouldn't have seen in Brandon's episode, but at the very end... Okay. There's a thing we do. Oh, no. So, I have a box. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm scared now. Now, in the box, there's questions, (gasps) but the question could be, like, real deep. Oh. So, it could spark another half an hour conversation. I mean, we've been going quite a while, but... Is there any, like, random ones? Some in here are, like... Knowing my luck. I would never ask you this, generally. Yeah! Oh, my God. No, but it's not good. Do I get to pick it? Yeah, you get to pick. But you have to pass me it. I'm excited. Come on. Honestly, some of the... You might have a question. You know what Brandon's was? What? What do you wash first in the shower? Oh! That, But then there's some in there that are real deep. So how come you don't show this? Is it like a... Show what? What do you mean? Like I... you said you, you don't see this in Brandon's. No, you didn't see it. I, I'm assumed you haven't watched till the end of Brandon's. So you wouldn't no, have not seen... till right at the end. Yes, yeah, so you wouldn't have seen this part of it. Oh. <gasps> okay. My heart's beating a bit. I've got a nervous feeling about this. Oh. oh. This is a nice one. Oh, no, okay. What do you want to be remembered for? So this is very different to what would you wash first in the shower? My uniqueness. I feel like 
there's a lot of things I like about myself but I'm a really random person do you remember I told you I'm <clears throat> even now with Dewey I'm saving up to do my pilot's license <laughs> I want to have the most random qualifications qualifications stories whatever and I try to do that and it's like anyone I meet they're always like you do a lot of random stuff and like I do do it and I hope I'm doing it well even if I don't whatever I do experiment a lot but if there's one thing I like when people tell me or probably remembered is like you know that thing like I don't know anyone like you but not like yeah yeah in a good way in a good way like the uniqueness of it i don't there's ever, only one christina kind yeah of thing. i don't want to fit like a stereotype yeah. or a, a career path or i just want to be known for my randomness i think you're uniqueness. doing pretty well at it thanks i'm trying you're doing very well i have loads of wacko ideas i try to act out on them oh that's what i would like to be known for i like it i want to ask you the same back though oh, i was about to end the podcast ah! What would um, you like to be remembered for? Actually, can I pick one from the box, please? No, this is a box. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I will take that because that was a struggle. That was a struggle? To answer that. And I <laughs> hope this is something just easy and quick and funny. That would mean I won't have to think as much. <clears throat> oh, this one looks long. There may be some where my answer to remind myself is at the bottom. Oh. Oh. Is it deep? Nope. Not at all. You have to have a boxing match with an animal. What is the biggest animal you think you could win? See, this is a funny one. <laughs> I like that one. Um, this this came not. from a video <laughs> of a YouTuber I'd seen. He said that he could beat a horse. Absolutely not. No. Now, like a chicken, I could be a chicken. Yeah. Oh, you put him back. A yeah. chicken. I could be a chicken. A sheep. I don't know. They... I feel like a boxing match. I could be a sheep. Like it yeah. might, it might ram me. Yeah, that's but what I'm I mean. like, I'm I don't quick. know about the ram because they like. I'm quick. Okay. And just like one punch, it's done. So a, a sheep. This isn't very like vegan friendly this conversation but it's okay i don't think any like even a pig i, I don't think i could beat a pig yeah pigs are aggressive no. and they're big yeah i don't i couldn't even push one over no they're heavy yeah so i think a sheep okay. is the biggest animal <laughs> that i could beat in a boxing match <laughs> oh okay i think you could yeah i could yeah Right, go. I like Done. the confidence. I hope it never comes to that, though. <laughs> no, <but> me neither. <laughs> right, I appreciate the conversation. It's yeah. Been very deep. Like, like all our conversations, to be honest. No, they're not all that deep. No. They're always, like, really weird. Wacko. Yeah, wacko. That no, yeah. was good. It was cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Me.